And it's just the, the most important thing is always remember. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's some great advice. So everyone remember always. And that's how you get through uh, Crimson Days flawlessly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of terrible, there's Respawn. Because I guess the Wait. moral of the story is never plan anything. Planning yeah. is for terrorists. <laughs> we don't normally let Respawn plan anything. And he normally doesn't, so it works out really in everyone's favor. Yeah. Right? Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email, twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. Okay, so I'm Why going we, you to, to, to come out of the basement, leave, leave the dungeon where it is, come out of the basement, upstairs, into the light. What are you talking about? I don't know. You sound quieter than, than usual. Maybe you're just more subdued. Either way. No, I have a different mic, remember? When we were talking oh, the other day. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you sound the same over Xbox. You just sound a little, I don't know, I, I don't know, further away, quieter, something. Oh, hold on. It might not be using my microphone. Give me a second. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're near, but not Does that like sound better? right in front of something. Does that sound any better? Any different? Anything? Um, sounds the same. I mean, I mean, you're clear. Okay. And you're a little quieter, which will make my night even happy when you start screaming. So, again, it's well, a win-win. Let me turn up my volume to the maximum. Then, hold on. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got this eleven. We can take it to. Let's go to forty-six. Just turn it all the way up. Right. The second volume knob attached to the first one, and just run through. There you go. No, but there's there's a setting in here that lets me turn up my my output somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, oh no, it's already maxed. My output is maxed. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're still you're you're playing loud enough. We can hear you. Like you're you're loud. You're clear. You're fine. I just yeah, I forgot you said you got a different mic. Mm -hmm. Yep. I can go back to the old one if need be, but it's. it's you know, I'd have to hook it up and go through this whole song and dance. I wanted to know if this microphone was clear and and legible. That way I can just bring the one mic with me everywhere instead of two. I think you should bring three just, just in case. You know, you're probably right, but I'm not going to. Because really so, two is one and one is none. So if you have one in the breaks, then you have I had nothing. a game once where my mic failed like midway through. And I'm basically just a, like uh, one block away from a target. So I literally like ran to the store and bought a cheap mic to get through the rest of the game. <laughs> That's awesome. We normally have that problem when we're doing raids. <laughs> we don't oh, yeah. have that problem when we're doing raids. Your mic doesn't go out. You just don't have any internet once a raid starts. It's weird. Yeah. No, the, no, the, the internet's there, and I've got poor Knight even trying to explain to me how to run the final boss. And it's like, you know, like we were talking about earlier. Okay, first you need to go over to the, and then you need to pick up the, and take it over to, <laughs> I'm like, great, yes, got all of that. But especially in that order. Yes. Yes, yes. it's very important. No, and, it's, and it's critical, his, in fact, some would say. Yeah, yeah. and then, like his audio was perfect up till that point. 
It was just yeah. when we got to the boss fight. Then, yeah, then his audio no, started I was going to say, like, yeah, at the boss fight. It just wait then. until <laughs> the best opportunity to fail. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, sir. You used and, all and your bandwidth for today. Come back tomorrow. It, the worst part is, is it's not like he was a little choppy through the whole raid or anything like that. No, he was clear. He was fine. He was great. And at the boss fight, it wasn't just him. It was also... um. Um, um, a a not AZ plays. Uh, ODST. Yeah. ODST started breaking up too. It's like <laughs> the whole time they were finding, as soon as the boss fight hits, it's just like, yeah, I don't even know. No, well, Parody and I did Crown of Sorrow, and I said to Parody, Don't worry, I'll take you through it and I'll explain it to you. And mm -hmm. we grabbed this, we grabbed this group of, uh, off of LFG, and we got all the way to the boss. We did the first stage of the boss, and then the second stage of the boss. That's it. My mic went. It was like, yeah. So, so I'm trying to do Crown of Sorrow, the second second phase, with a vague understanding of what, like, I've watched a video or two, a vague understanding of what I'm doing, and I'm more or less just trying to sort of follow him around and keep keep my eye on him and go, okay, let me just follow him and hope this all works out. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I mean, in my opinion, a raid's no fun unless at least one thing goes wrong. <laughs> Uh, oh sure well, you should join without that because all of the things go wrong. <laughs> we've legit, no, we've legit glitched through the ground, not a floor, not 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 like a ship. No, the the ground with grass and stuff. We're running, and then all of a sudden, I'm in the ground, looking up, falling into oblivion. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> what? So, all of the things go wrong. You've heard of wall hacks? We have ground hacks. That's right. Oh, yeah. Well, now last week, last week, Respawn got carried away and just we just continued into the podcast. So we didn't do any introductions. So I'll I'll start off. I'm Night Demon, the British guy, joined by Parody and Respawn as always. And then we have a special guest, which is Froggy, Hello. who was mentioned last week by um, Squirrelock Holmes as somebody that doesn't play the game, but plays the game. <laughs> so. Introduce yourself, Froggy, and, and tell us exactly what you do in Destiny. Yeah, I'm uh, Froggy, 618157725. And uh, <laughs> one of the nice things about Destiny is it really lets you decide how you want to play. Like, there's people who do lots of raids, like PvE players. There's PvP players. I, uh, I consider myself primarily a, uh, a PvM player, player versus map. And the, the sort of stuff that I like to do is uh, my, my favorite thing is when you say do a story mission or some event goes on and you get to an area that it's like, man, I'm, I'm never going to be here again. I like to, I like to go there again and mm -hmm. I like to be able to get someplace whenever I want on my own terms. So like getting to the end of a strike from like uh from the patrol area or things like that. That's what I uh, enjoy doing most. Okay. So like Wrath of the Machine, you could glitch into Wrath of the Machine and get all the way to the boss at the end without actually doing that from patrol then, that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, things like that. Sadly, I wasn't uh, I wasn't around for D1. That wasn't oh. on PC, so, oh, so I, just uh, I missed PC out there. Guy. Yep. Interesting. So you found the glitch for the corridors of time in the last couple of weeks were you intentionally looking for that or was you were looking for something else at the time so i was actually looking for something else uh at, at the time squirrely and i had been uh 
messing around with the um the warlock uh floaty grenade launching yeah which you know you could you could unambiguously call a grenade launching because there's nothing else in the game with that title yeah, he said he was shoulder charging you and and you were trying different things yeah so you were seeing like if we could kind of trigger that with other things and like other like items anything that moves you forwards quickly mm-hmm. and you know you're having some success and uh there's the uh, the funnest place to do that sort of stuff is inside of the corridor of time animation rooms which is like when you start it up you kind of get those three flashes of like the yeah. kind of weird trees and then the dead trees and the bars okay and we had previously been messing around with launching there. And um, so we wanted to go back and, and check that. And I saved the um, I saved the mission on my Titan because, like, Titan is a very good generalist for, like, PVM-type activities. No, Titan, no, no, no. Titan is not a very good anything, <laughs> all right? You happen to have been on the Titan at the time when you discovered this, right? Edit that other crap out. <laughs> But yeah, they, um, we were just intending to do some launches there. And I think, like, uh, something happened where we, uh, one of us had to, I had to, like, change characters or something because I was on the wrong one. Yeah. And I was going to try to rejoin Squirrely. And uh, there's a weird thing in those missions where no one can join you once you start them, which is different from, like, the normal, like, corridors of time and uh, end mission. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, trying to figure out why I couldn't join him, seeing if like the fire team's open. In the meantime, uh, Squirrely did one of the things that we had been doing before, which was uh, going to the map screen and relaunching Sundial, which cancels the mission. Okay. And uh, in the past, I had been doing this to like uh, see where Osiris is and kind of figure out where underneath the map those rooms are. And what happened when Squirrely did this is he was in a room where all of the barriers that prevent you from going into different areas are gone. There were no symbols anymore. Or actually what happens is all the symbols turn into like the like teacup sort of thing and then fade away. Oh, okay. And each of the doorways is covered by a barrier, which once you go through, it kind of prevents you from going back into the room. Okay. And... Back, um, I guess, throughout the whole season, I've been experimenting with the corridors, and I immediately recognize that as what happens when you're in an unconfigured room. So the corridors, there's only like three or four rooms, and when you run through a hallway, it teleports you to the next one. And when a room is not in that uh, sequence, it goes into some default state. And that's what Squirrely was in. Right. So from that, I, I realized pretty quickly that we must have like gotten back into the main mission. And once again, like the killing yourself without moving thing allowed Squirrely to get back into the, uh, the, full, uh, the full mission there. <laughs> so I went, checked that it worked, and... Uh, since he hadn't run some of the lore codes, I had him run one of the later ones, and yeah. it unlocked. I mean, that that's amazing to find that that something that they've actually completely shut off that we have no access to after those two weeks, which was a bit confusing, I think, to a lot of people in the community of 
why just do something for two weeks and just take it away? Why isn't it kind of slowly break down over time towards the end of the season? But yeah, was... that, that part struck me as a bit weird. I think they probably did it to prevent people from like, I guess, wish 15ing it up and looking endlessly for something that might not yet be there. Yeah, I suppose so. But it was weird because, you know, you could still run it and get the lore, which is why I'm so glad this like bug lets you still do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't know that you could still do it, which is why we're trying to tell as many people as possible that, you know, if you weren't here around for those two weeks, you can still go back in it. Even though Parody's not really concerned, I think he really <laughs> does want to go back in there and get the lore pages. Yeah, I've been like... You can't make me. You're not my real dad. <laughs> yeah, I've been like uh, letting a few people in every like a Watch couple with. days. He is your real dad. <laughs> Just ignore him. <laughs> it's yeah. for the best. So, so, I, so I have to ask: Were there six hundred eighteen thousand one hundred fifty-seven seven hundred twenty-four froggies before you, or is there any significance to the numbers at the end of your of your? So name? there are, and it's very simple. It's his and age. you will feel very silly when you eventually figure it out. But I have a policy of not just telling people. But the um, nice, I appreciate the it. story of how it came about was I was like. Um, I was sitting with like uh, my my best friend back when like AIM was a huge thing and trying to come up with my screen name. And in games, I had always, you know, taken Froggy. And as you can probably guess, Froggy was taken. Mm -hmm. All of the one digit uh, numbers after Froggy were taken. I think a lot of the two digit ones were as well. I tried a literally random four digit number and that was also taken. So my uh, my friend decided, uh, like, uh, suggested this, and you know, t t told me why, and I, I decided that like, if this one didn't work, I was just going to give up. And luckily, luckily, it was not taken, and I've been uh, using it when it fits in the screen name limit ever since. Nice. Is every time I see something with a name and you know, with numbers, I always wonder: is there a significance to the numbers, or is it just? These are the numbers I threw in, and it let me make one. <laughs> we went with that. Now, are you the same Froggy that's posted on unexplainedmysteries.com? Because I'm really interested now. Um, I'm not aware of that. I, I don't think I've posted there, but I could see people what? posting about me there. No, it says Froggy 61857725. Something about Deja Vu know, and the Matrix. Ooh. I see that. You see, he's six one eight one five seven. So there's another froggy with a slightly similar well, no, screen. Like, I can I've, do that. Typed, <laughs> I've typed it in, and then it comes up with his YouTube <laughs> stuff. And then if you scroll down, it says "Deja Vu: Metaphysics and Psychic Phenomenon, Unexplained Mysteries." Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah, a little known fact about me what is that I am about as good at breaking the real world as I am the game. He has discovered time travel, and his future self came back to post that. He just doesn't know about it yet. Truly and mastered the corridors so, of time. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. So have you found like any other interesting things in those other missions, like the Whisper or the Outbreak um, mission? Uh, so I haven't, like, uh, I haven't done all that much exploring in Outbreak. I did the, um, like, you can get into the Whisper... Uh, Whisper mission from Patrol, which uh, someone else found, which I've, I've done. That's like, it, it's pretty fun, pretty entertaining. Uh, I yeah, I think I did that one. I just mm -hmm. uh, to practice all the different jumps because I was terrible at it. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say I found anything like too out of the ordinary there. I mean, there's like all these different kind of hidden rooms with dead Vex and things like that, but nothing, uh, nothing seemed to come from those other than like the nice ambiance of the whole thing. Because there was that, um, there's a hidden Vex, um, I can't remember what it is, but it's underneath the sundial. Uh, one of you guys oh, found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that was, from... uh, uh, JB3 found that one. And that was uh, back at the, uh, for the first week of the season, we still had access to the pocket finisher glitch. Yeah. Which I'm, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen that one. And, uh, well, most people were using that glitch to yeet bosses out of the map and things like that. I was using what I considered the more powerful form of it, which has to do with respawn mechanics. And it just so happens... Yes, he is talking about me, just so you know. Yeah. The, um, it just so happens that the amount of time that a finisher takes is enough time for you to set a spawn point. Okay. So back when that glitch was, uh, was active, and sadly it's been patched, you could perform a finisher against a wall such that on the other side of the wall you were in contact with the ground so that the game would set a safe spawn point there. And then you would just go away from that area and die, and you would respawn outside of the map. And uh, JB3 found a nice, uh, a nice spot there that you could get underneath the sundial. And now you shared that with like everyone and like figured that I would probably do stuff with it. And I went back <laughs> there and went underneath like the sundial itself and found that you could fall way below the normal kill floor. And as I was doing this, I saw a collection of these large white brooms and was like, that's weird. That looks kind of like the stuff from the sundial mission. Yeah. And at the, at the time, I didn't realize what it was, but uh, I've, I've since gone back and I've mapped out what everyone is. There are the three rooms that you see in the animation. There is the one room, which is where you transition into the Corridors of Time mission. Yeah. And there are two other rooms, which I now know are the Inotam fight. So uh -huh. I actually saw the Inotam rooms like uh, in the first week of this expansion. Wow. I just had no just idea what I was looking the map. At. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing where they put these things and, and try and hide them. And then <laughs> people like you go and find these things and go, oh, I found this here. Don't know what it is. Looks interesting. Yeah, I was like holding out hope that it would be something cool. The other day he was uh, talking to me before the podcast uh, about all this cool stuff that he's done. He's all like, oh, I did this and I did that. And he was talking about the emotep thing. I was like, yo, yo, <laughs> save it for the podcast. <laughs> I want to be just as surprised as everybody else, dude. <laughs> Take a break. Let's let's save it for everybody, man. Because there was there was a there was a room, wasn't there, that's been discovered I'd, I'd say a couple of months back that was very reminiscent of I think it was the Undying Mind Strike from Destiny One. Oh yeah, the whole, yeah. The whole room's there, but then nothing has kind of come of it. Uh, so there was a um I think that if you're talking about the thing on IO. I think that, that was, was it, yeah. Yeah, that was actually uh, yeah. that was also me. The uh There you go. I, I like to do this thing where I'll I'll play um I'll go into like LFG like raids and stuff. And especially back when it was uh, Leviathan, because uh there's a lovely little shortcut in Leviathan going into the Baths encounter. Yeah. Where there's a uh a hole that you can get out of the Castellum area. 
and uh, I like to call it the uh, the overbelly. And I, w- I would take people on that. And, and if they were like interested in that sort of stuff afterwards, I'd show them a, like uh, around a few of my favorite spots. Right. And one of those is the outside of the endless gate, which they've they've redone entirely. And it's not quite as exciting as it used to be, apart from getting into the festering uh, core strike. Okay. I was with this guy, I think it was Dr. Neon, and I was showing him something, and I like fell behind a little bit, and he starts telling me what he's seeing, and he's describing this bizarre set of geometry, and I'm like, that's, that's not supposed to be there. What are you, what are you talking about? And, <laughs> and we go there, and we look, and there's this, this giant like kind of pyramid-y thing and a bunch of random planes at different a- angles and all of these like balls of light. And we're like, uh, that's, that's, that's different. Yeah. So we spent like a couple hours, uh, figuring out how to actually get inside. And we saw the, the first part of the, um, that strike back in like, I guess it must've been the season of opulence. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was before anything. Yeah. Anything to do with that strike came out. Yeah. And then like the, uh, the boss room from that was like redone entirely at the time it looked a lot like one of the destiny one strikes ah see that's what i was confused because i'm thinking is that still around because <laughs> everybody was expecting the undying mind because that was something that was then leaked to be in a uh, season of uh, whatever it was uh, undying that was it mm-hmm. because we we heard that the undying mind was coming back and people were saying oh you know they found this room the undying mind strikes should be coming back and then nothing it's just i know you know you can't 100% go on leaks and mm-hmm. data running and, and glitches like this but it was just interesting that you're saying that it, they completely redesigned yeah they uh they changed up the i don't know if they like changed their minds on what they were doing there but they changed the uh the like last boss room entirely to be something different right that makes sense now so for anybody that was worried They've completely changed it. Wasn't the underlying <laughs> mind strike? You set off a tripwire when you stepped inside, and they said, "Oh, someone figured it out." Hold on, uh, go to room two. Go to room two. <laughs> Pull it quick. <laughs> yeah, one of my other favorite things that I uh, I, I got to this season that I, I hadn't done before. Uh, so the pyramid ship that you uh, you go into in, in Shadowkeep. There's been like a, a lot of people trying to get out of map there, and every once in a while, someone makes a, a bit of a breakthrough. Like pretty pretty early on, I uh, figured out you could just slide through the barrier that normally prevents you from going down there unless you're wearing the fancy armor. And naturally, you can sword fly inside of the ship, and in the surface of the ship itself, there are some holes that you can go through, get outside of the inside of the first part. And finally, after like uh, I was chatting with, uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Cloud L Triple X V. He has like a bunch of like map exploration videos, and no, I was uh, chatting with him, and he suggested trying that uh, Warlock grenade launch to get out of a hole in the top of the room next to the statue. Right. So, you know. Squirrely and I went in, and after like probably thirty minutes to an hour of just trying this over and over again, we finally managed to actually get out there. And 
on the on the um the, the somewhat sad news is we didn't see any like obvious unused areas, but we did find gall, which was interesting. Okay, actual gall or the, now the uh, ni- nightmare gall, but you know, okay, there's not much of regular gall left. <laughs> so you know, I'm just kind of like trying to see if I can find the different boss arenas that you get teleported into in the game. And I just see this like glowy ball and I'm like, I wonder what that is. And I, I start going towards it and it's like, oh, that kind of looks like kind of looks like a, a nightmare thing. And then, oh, kind of looks like oh, it's shooting me. It's definitely shooting me. And that was <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah, so you, don't, that... you don't kind of find that, do you? Enemies starting shooting you or, or things interacting with you when you go and do things like that. Yeah, so almost uh, there's only been one other time, in, to my knowledge, that you can find an enemy outside of the map, and that was that uh, the golden uh, what do they call it? The eyeball shooty dudes, the cyclops. There we go. Yeah, underneath the sundial. Yeah, yeah, that's what made me remember. It's like I'm, I'm sure there was something shooting at the guy that was that discovered it. It's like, ah. Oh. But yeah, like that that sort of stuff is like it's it's not something you expect to find outside of the map. Normally, the only danger is the ground, and the bigger danger is that there is no ground, and that if you fall, you will have a long, long time to regret your choices. Speaking of glitches, Froggy, I found one yesterday. We did the heroic version of the sundial. I yeah. died when we got back to the sundial. <laughs> oh my when god! When I respawned. Yes! <laughs> It spawned me back down where the boss was, and I oh, couldn't get cool. up to my reward. So, I was, I was actually, you know, at the end, uh, I was meaning you, to try that. Beat, I know exactly how that works. The legendary works. sundial. When you beat it, not not like when you're going from one place to the next. When you beat the legendary sundial, when you got the wall around you, this bastion of humanity decided to jump <laughs> up into the spinny blade. Right? <laughs> I was happy we won, but he we died. It. Where the yeah. boss fight was, and he could not get back in. Even when the timer was up and he could respawn, he respawned out where the boss was. Every so, single time. I know the way to get back. Unfortunately, it won't help you now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is actually one of my, um, I don't know, I don't know if I'd call it a specialty, but one of the things that I, uh, I figured it out watching some other guy's video. Where, um, so for Spire of Stars, uh, the guy's video was like, oh, and when you get to this part, make sure that you die immediately and then you'll respawn in the map. And I saw that and I was like, that can't be the full story. That doesn't make sense. And I, uh, I quickly realized that uh, what was happening there is that uh, when you enter a different region, it like uh, wipes out your respawn points and you respawn in the default area. Right. And on top of that, whenever you die in the game, it uh, it decides where you should respawn, and it either respawns you at a quote safe location that you previously were at, or at the default uh, default spawn area. And you can kind of game this by making the game think that your previous respawn area was not safe. So one of the ways that hap- that happens is if you die a whole bunch of, of times, the game kind of decides, hey. This guy probably got himself in some terrible situation and he's not getting out of it anytime soon. And it takes pity on you and moves you back a bit. Yeah. And uh, one way that you can have this happen all the time is if when you spawn, 
you uh, die without like uh, without moving anywhere. And okay. you could do that with like ricochet rounds or jumping in place with fighting lion or something like that. And if you do that, every time you will move backwards. So after you got trapped in the sundial, if you had continued to die without moving, eventually you would have uh, gotten out of the boss arena and back up into the uh, <laughs> the sundial area. Okay. Next time, I know I can do that then. <laughs> Reflect upon your actions. I mean, I, I was messing about with um, in the Shattered Throne and... The first part where you kind of have to fall down and there's that invisible minotaur and then go back up the steps the other side. Mm-hmm. I, fa- I found that I could um, put my Titan on like 100% mobility with a sword and jump up the side of the rock and then across the o- over to the other side and then up over the top, go, go through a kind of a barrier section and then drop mm-hmm. down behind. But there's this invisible wall that won't let you go any further because you can see like instead of going through the area where you've got all those um, Vex like snipers shooting you to, and, and the, and then going through to the ogres rather mm-hmm. than do that, you can, you can see there's another area that you can jump across to, but there's just like this invisible, but I couldn't get through it. I was in there for like a good hour, just messing about trying to see what I could do. And I just, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't, I couldn't go underneath the barrier. I couldn't go above it. It just, I was I had none of it. It said no, I'm not, because I I just have this thing with the shattered throne that I cannot seem to solo it, and mm-hmm. and get and get through without dying. I always get to the ogre. Oh yes, the ogre is the killer. It ah, oh, just I hate it. I know there are still ways you can skip the ogre encounter. It got a bit harder once uh, they showed sticky grenades, the sticky grenade yeah. skip on the live stream, and they were like, oh. Best be best uh, get rid of those. Yeah, uh, Cheese Forever put out a video of how you can still get back up through the gap <laughs> in the wall up the top. I can't do it. I still got. I just can't do it. And I'm like, I was there for a good half an hour. And I thought I'm going to have to go down and f- and face this bloody ogre again. And I still can't <laughs> do it because I've got confidence the fact that I could probably do that final boss room with the <laughs> setup that I've got, but I can't do the ogre room. And I'm like. And it's just like uh, it's so so challenging. I, I've not uh, managed to solo flawless that. I mean, I, I've soloed it, but like, yeah, I've, I've soloed it, but I haven't flawless it. Yeah, mm-hmm. technically, that means that I could solo flawless it. You know, if yeah. I just run it five hundred thousand times. I think that's the thing, isn't it? With with the game, you have to kind of keep doing things repetitively. And mm-hmm. I did I did the first part up to the ogre, and I was doing the ogre, and all I wanted to do was get the ship to start off with. But then I, I realized, oh, I could try and solo the whole thing because I could do this. And I'm like, no, no. And <laughs> I, I go away for it from a couple of months, and then I come back to it and go, oh, I'm going to do it because there's this new thing that I can do, like a, an infinite super that might help me. And no, 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 it's still, I still, oh, just. Yeah, my, uh, my, my thing like that is... Uh... Is the Bay of Drowned Wishes. So, it, I don't know if you've come across this, but uh, pretty much every ascendant challenge area in the Dreaming City, you can get into the uh, out of bounds shenanigans. Okay. And the only one that people have uh, not managed to get into is Bay of Drowned Wishes. And Every uh, every once in a while, I'll be like, ah, man, maybe maybe this way will work. And you know, <laughs> I'll go and I'll be like out of map and into volume mists. And I'll be trying to hit the load zone for Bay of Drown Wishes or 
even with like the yeet glitch, I wasn't I was able to like get out of map, but not in an area that would help. And uh, it's just like it, it's been my white whale. I just I can't figure yeah. it out. You know, in the end, the white whale kills the hunter. Yes, it's a good thing I uh, I'm generally doing that on Titan then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Trap set and. <laughs> Yeah, most of the time when I'm actually playing the game, which might be like, might get half half the time I might actually be playing the game, I'm on a, I'm on my warlock. And you know, some people like complain about uh, you know the the various things about warlocks, but you know, I, I think their jumps are fine. The, the secret to getting Warlock jumps down is that you just need to file your flight plan three days in advance with the, uh, you know, the uh, yeah, and uh, then you're good to go. Clear with Amanda Holiday. Let her know where you plan to come in. Make sure she can clear the area. And if you for go you. against your flight plan, it's just it's just over. You're gonna die. You, can, you, can, you might like you might float See, for a while, but you know that just like, delays. My, my thing is this: how do you how do you actually go up? Right, I understand you got to do the flight plan and whatnot, but but it doesn't help if you can't go up. So the great irony of warlocks is that they are both the least capable of going up in the game and the most capable of going up in the game. Like if I'm doing something out of map and the problem is I need more height, I always go on to a warlock. But the other problem is that if you're on a warlock and you jump, and you ever hit your head against something, that that's it. You're you're going yeah. down. <laughs> you're 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 done. Mm -hmm. You can only gain height from like the beginning, and then then it's over. Saying that, I think I used the warlock to do the glitch in the Garden of Salvation raid, where you can go and get the chest. You know, you you bypass that whole first area and just go across the rocks at either side, mm -hmm. and then un underneath the the invisible barrier, and then back up. I managed to use the warlock for that, and then use the uh, handheld grenade to then float up even higher to then get into the area. So <laughs> they do have they do have their uses. Yeah, it's I'm actually like um, the uh, the the PVM experience is actually very balanced between the three classes. They each have their own little like uh, niches that they excel in. Warlocks can like uh, go much higher up than anyone else. Between like uh, Dawnblade gaining height, and uh, of course the uh, the floaty grenade launches that you can do, hmm. and uh, Titans have the best all around mobility, mostly because of things like sword flying and Code of the Missile, where Code of the Missile lets you sneak through like tiny gaps you can't normally get through. I'm sure Lion Ramparts doesn't. Oh yeah, that's like it. that is like pretty key, and then uh, Hunters have uh, very different jump physics which lets them do things that other classes cannot. And they also have Blade Barrage, which is the most one of the most broken abilities in like the game. Because uh, so there are these soft push kind of barriers that you'll run into that when you push up against them, they just like toss you back. Right. With Blade Barrage, you can just totally push through those. Any sort of barrier that's soft at all, Blade Barrage just goes, hey, I'm doing an animation, let me through. And the game's like, okay. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's that blade barrage one that you can do backwards on PC, isn't it? Uh, on the ogre section of Last Wish to get into mm -hmm. the next area. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a uh, there's a glitch that I sadly missed, where you could do this like kind of rocket uh, blade barrage, or you could just trigger it over and over again, and you basically just rocket off into the distance, throwing knives behind you. <laughs> and it was like the ultimate get through anything technique. So when there's a new patch or there's a new update to the game, are you really excited? Is that the point where you go right? I can actually go and explore and and go and see these different things or is it just something that you kind of get to as and when uh, it depends i was actually like a little saddened with shadow keep because uh i was doing a lot to get myself raid ready and uh shadow keeps the only time in this game which i have uh, i've accidentally fallen out of the map and <laughs> mad props to bungie for that like i am i'm good at accidentally breaking things but i have only once accidentally gotten out of the map in destiny 2 and that was the, um, what's it called? The Strike on the Moon. Scarlet Keep? Yeah, yeah, Scarlet Keep. So I was uh, right at the beginning of that. There's like uh, this one hole. And like before you get into like any like the strike area proper. And I fell into that hole. And I fell through the wall. And I fell through the map. And I'm like, I want, I want to explore, but... I'm I'm doing a story mission. I have to do the story mission. Like <laughs> my, my clan is counting on me. And the story was he fell into a hole, was never seen again, and that was the end of his story. Goodbye. Were you able to go back and and purposely fall through that same? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I eventually went like back, but by that time, uh, you know, a bunch of other people had already done that, and uh, that was the way that we got into the dungeon early. Yeah, I was going to say that must be the first mm -hmm. hole in the door on the right, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That you you, can't, you can fall down where the steps are or the path goes down and you can go underneath that glowing green seal is basically to get into the dungeon i heard about that mm -hmm. i've been excited to do that again because apparently they uh in their patch where they fix a couple out of map spots in that uh in that dungeon they also removed one of the barriers that prevented you from uh getting farther <laughs> I, I like mm -hmm. to think that there's like this one guy at Bungie that's just making sure that you can get anywhere from patrol. And like <laughs> they had some sort of deal where, all right, all right, you can close these holes, but we have to open a new one here. <laughs> they've, they've got a quota. They can only close so many doors at a time. Mm -hmm. Got to open a few windows. That's right. Mm -hmm. Just you, you grab your telesto, open the window with the telesto, it'll work fine. Right. You, you know you what they everything. say, when one person patches a telesto, then another person beats a raid without doing anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, telesto, telesto is just ridiculous. The, uh, the amount of things that it has, uh, it has broken. So have you, have you found anything like map related that telesto actually breaks? Uh, or that is related to the so, I don't think I've I've done anything specifically with the Telesto for that. It's um having grenades that stick against something is always useful because a lot of times when you're outside of the map, there are like walls that you just can't see. So something that will stick to them and kind of show them there that uh, they're there is pretty good. Uh, I see. Mm. So like before you try to jump across a big ass gap you're like hmm is this going to kill me shoot a telesto oh yep there's an invisible wall right <laughs> yeah my uh my go-to for that is uh 
fighting lion because you get the ammo back when you die since it's kinetic. Ah, fair enough. And uh, it's not foolproof. Sometimes a grenade will fly right through something and it'll just stop you anyways. <laughs> grenade, you may pass. Titan, no, no, you stop here. <laughs> no, what happened is that one time you threw the grenade, there's a tiny little hole in said barrier, or said barrier is kind of like made up of like a Swiss cheese kind of thing with those mm -hmm. multiple holes. And you just happen to have passed it perfectly through one of those little holes, but the overall barrier. So funny out. story, I have actually had that happen. Wait, yeah, like in um in Crown of uh, in Crown of uh, Sorrow, there is a um some guy whose name I forget found uh, a a hole in the beginning of that where you just jump through a solid, uh, a seemingly solid piece of uh, map geometry and you just go right through it. I have no idea how the guy found it. He must have just like accidentally done it at some point. But there's, there's some holes that you would only ever find by literally bumping your head against every surface in the game. And so you, don't, you don't go and do that then? Uh, I mean, I do an awful lot of throwing myself against a <laughs> wall and seeing what sticks. But <laughs> Seeing what sticks. Oh, I do. Look at that. Yeah, there's um when you get out of map there and like do a whole bunch of tricky maneuvering to get around to the right side. There was an area where I shot my uh my trusty fighting lion and it went onwards and I was like, Oh, all right. And I jump up there and there's a wall and I'm like, What's going on here? So I, I shoot fighting fighting lion and it bounces off. I go back to where I was standing before and I shoot it and it just goes straight through and no. 15 minutes later, managed to get my uh, setup right to actually be able to jump that high. And sure enough, there was a uh, there was a little hole. And I was all excited to try to like uh, progress through uh, Crown of Sorrow without actually having to do the raid. But sadly, was never able to get like much further than 20 feet past that. Oh, lame. Yeah, so I have like a, a list of projects of things that I'm still like trying to figure out if there's more to it. Um, if you could figure out how to do the last whisper mission without actually having to do the last, not last whisper. You always call it the last whisper. Uh, the perfect paradox. That's perfect a completely paradox. different gun. <laughs> the last whisper. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because um, they they're both special missions, mm -hmm. right? But no, I was talking about the, the, the not the perfect paradox. Yeah, but that's the one that you the, like... Um... like Outbreak yeah, perfected. Yeah. That's somehow, the one. The somehow other I knew what you were perfected. talking about, even though all of the words you yeah. used to describe it were wrong. Hey, look, look, look. I, first of all, my mom says I'm special. Don't get mad at me because my windows taste better than yours. Do you okay? want to replace me on the podcast? Because if you can understand what he says most of the time, you can have my job. <laughs> I, I think it's just because it was related to out of map things. And I just kind of... yeah, yeah. yeah. He has yeah, glitched so. his way through response sentence. That's all. See, he, he can control yeah, time, <laughs> response sentence structure, everything. He realizes the commitment they'd have to make, and he's backing out of it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, if you can figure out a way for us to do the mission for the outbreak perfected, oh yeah, I've been I've been wanting to do that for uh, that for a crap? long time. Like amazing. getting in there without a timer would be so cool. Or, well, we can do that kind <laughs> of. Um, no, but we, I was referring... we could do that to start off with. They've patched yeah, it. They, they did like a yeah, patch okay. for it. Yeah. I don't know if there's a current way to turn off the timer. If, 
if you could just find a way to bypass the jumping puzzle, that's what hangs up a lot of people, right? Like, like, you know, as a hunter, I can just go right past the jumping puzzle and I'm waiting there and I'm watching my team die for like 10 minutes. I'm like, well, this was, yeah, as shit. like a warlock, like, you can you skip just... like 90% of the jumping puzzle by just, you know, jumping to the full extent of a warlock jump. That's true. But if you bump, Oh yeah. Anything, then, then you're, you're dead. Just goes it's just sailing it, off it's into gone. the distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The um the, the best part is when you oh. happen to be like using your floaty grenade and jumping and then like something just comes out and hits you and you're just like huh and then you just sail off past the horizon because you're holding your grenade of like keeping your momentum and you just you just keep going. I wish you, that like you found you could, one like, of those grenade bombs? and it launched you the other direction. Like, oh crap, I'm going this way. You turn the opposite direction. You chuck a grenade, and the momentum of you throwing the grenade actually sends you back. That would be a pretty cool thing for an oh. exotic or something. You can't have those physics. Uh, hey, Bungie, the, those Aeon was Aeon Swift, Swift Soul, whichever whichever one is for the for the warlock that uh, Zer's selling this weekend. Right. Uh, if you could, if you could instead make those, you know. Jet propellers we could put on you. Know, people would Something, actually use them. You know, them. some of these grenades, especially from the Warlock, right? Especially from the Warlock. Everybody else just chucks theirs, but the Warlock, when you have to charge that no, that that handheld supernova, and it comes out with a force, that should push. Yeah, that you would back. be that would be a pretty uh, pretty cool touch to it. And yeah. I would totally find a way to abuse that for uh, map glitches. <laughs> Or even the supernova itself, because you know how the, the blade barrage will jump you up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how come whenever you've got like a supernova, either the Slova bomb or the other one, whenever you fly into the air and you launch it, it doesn't jerk you back? Doesn't so it sense? actually, um, it does have a similar effect to the um, the blade barrage, where you can kind of use it to push through things. It's just not as strong as blade barrage. Really? I've never felt any reverse momentum when I launch that thing. And it's, yeah, it's not a reverse momentum as much as like in the animation of performing it, you have like slightly different physics. Ah, uh, okay. So you would like go forward through a wall or backwards through? A uh, you you'd or? go like um, you'd kind of push a little bit into a uh, into one of like the kind of soft barriers where there isn't like a physical wall, but the game doesn't want you to go there. I see. Hmm. I see. Yeah, because I've definitely thrown enough nova bombs into walls because I was moving in the direction and it seemed like it sort of kept, you know, it was sort of moving in the same direction that I was going with, like with a force, not yeah. like a thrust, but yeah, just sort of a, Hey, if you're sort of floating up into the right, you throw your Nova bomb, it sort of pushes you up into the right a little bit more. It just sort of like whichever way you're going there, you keep going. And yeah, yeah that's sort of it, 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 if anytime you left the map, you ever saw any of those Nova bombs that went off, went off into the distance, you know, that I've thrown off crucible maps and I'm sure other people have for you. <laughs> you throw the Slova bomb and it just goes off into the sunset and there it goes away. No, away. My thing is whenever like we're in a strike or whatever, right. And I'm, I'm running towards the boss to, to hit my Nova bomb off. Right. And I jump in the air and I hit my Nova bomb, but I keep going past the boss and then past the stage and then I'm dead. Guardian down. <laughs> I'm just imagining, you know, you're throwing a Nova bomb and then you're just holding that pose as you sail off into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to me on strikes all the time, man. Well, all the time when I'm playing Warlock. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to ask about your new uh, your new Hunter Nova bomb ability, but, you know. <laughs> I can't tell you about that. <laughs> it's a secret. Oh, speaking of abilities, right? You know, with the, the multi-tether or even the single tether, that has the kind of a... A bump mechanic to it. Do you use that to keep the buffers? Can you uh, use that? I 
don't know. I've never really tried because Blade Barrage is just so good at that. I know that that uh, that like multi tether is one of the techniques you can use to get across wide gaps on a uh, on a hunter. Right. Since they don't have as much to be able to do things like that, Absolutely. you can like activate that and like kind of extend the amount of range you have. So, are you responsible for any of the whole um, "Hey, you can access this chest in this raid for free" kind of things? I know you were talking about earlier that you could do them, but were you the guy that was like, hey, guys, guess what I found? Ha, 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 check it out. So I don't Thanks. think I did any of those I, originally. Like, someone else found the um, the Last Wish chest early. Mm -hmm. And uh, also the Garden of Salvation. Well, I did go out of the map, like, uh, plenty of times on, like, day one. I uh, I went, instead of going across at the first encounter... I went uh, back and to the right, which doesn't quite let you uh, get through it. So by the time I had gotten back around to exploring Garden, people had already found that. Uh, so one thing that not many people know about, but isn't like particularly useful, is every single chest in the underbelly can be grabbed from underneath the map. What? That would have saved so much time following people through going, I know where to go. We're going to take this shortcut. <laughs> right? And then 45 minutes later, we're like, hey, remember when you said you knew where to go? Yeah, yeah. No, it's right up ahead here. Just just one more room. No. No, you don't. And, you know, it's not even that. It's just the whole, okay, here's the chest, but now we have to, you know, I mean, it's easier now with, you know, power jumps and new weapons and things like that. But back in the day, like killing all of the little robot things before they set off the alarm used to be a pain, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the reasons that I was trying that out. It, it turns out uh, every single one you can, uh, the, the chests are all there, even if you don't like destroy all of like the sentries or whatever. And um, the, the reason I tried doing that is I think it's the armory chest, where if you're in like that room with all the flowers, you can jump up and grab that one from uh, underneath where it is. And it turns out like the grab distance lets you do that as long as you know where to go. Huh. I know Squirrely also has some videos of him doing to, that. I have to have you run me through the underbelly once or twice, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a, it was just like a fun little puzzle to uh, to work out. Not super practical because most of the time when you get keys, you have like a group with you, and a couple of people can take out the watchers. But it's fun to know you don't have to. I just wish I had more time to get through raids. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say more time. I should just. I guess I should say time in a you know single block where we could actually maybe succeed because the frozen clan rating doesn't usually go quickly. It's more of a lifestyle all day thing <laughs> than it is a let's jump into this and knock it out. See, when you said time, I was thinking more along the more along the lines of what's a good word? Ability, skill, ability. <laughs> yes, ability. No. Yeah, there's some of that too. Although we we did get through what uh, a heroic menagerie and two or three heroic sundials this week, I'm trying to get people through for the uh, the savior savior title. So that's been fun. I'm I'm happy that they you know did something with the final boss that wasn't just oh yeah. Hey, here's the same thing. I remember. I wish I had, I had screen grabbed. I saw someone on Twitter being. I think it was something DMG had, had retweeted. Because there was someone on on Reddit being like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna get the new boss. It's gonna be the same thing as the Undying Mind." And then you know, you know, like a paragraph of complaining, 
and then edit edit omg i was effing wrong it's not that at all <laughs> yeah like i had been uh i had been speculating like uh the week or two before it released where i was like i at, at that point i had gone back and uh like identified the rooms that i had seen before and there were these <laughs> the two rooms room. that were like unused and i was like all right guys i don't want to get your hopes up <laughs> but there are these two rooms that you can get to from the sundial and they <laughs> might be coming with a spaddle or something the boss shows up and there you are just sitting there like hey i've been waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> come on bring it <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the fire team is going through the actual raid and you're already in the boss room <laughs> waiting for him to spawn. Uh, yeah, I have sometimes done that in like an LFG where I'll be like, hey guys, I can do a thing. And they're like, nah. And then I'll just, I'll go ahead and do that and I'll just be like doing like the sitting emote uh, in front of like the boss room or something when they get there. <laughs> I'm glad yes. you could join me. What took you so long? Oh, oh, you went through that fight? No, no, not me. I've been waiting here all day, man. What have you been? Slackers. But yeah, there's just like uh, so many fun things to see. One of my uh, my favorite areas to go to. Uh, so Nessus is full of holes. So many holes. And it, <laughs> it's just lovely. Is the, it because um, the decks just don't know how to build things? Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. They just have like these little things that you can stand in all over the place. And... Uh, so one of the uh, one of the rules to finding uh, holes in the map is to remember that no one cares. What you're looking for is an area of the map that no one cares about. No one's ever going to go there. QA is going to be testing and they're going to be like, all right, we got to right, jump down this hole. But there's all that stuff over there. No one cares. Just ignore it. <laughs> and no one will ever look there. It'll be fine. Oh. And then you like yeah you, know, you just go there and you poke around and like nine times out of ten you're going to find a hole there. I, I was playing with some guy yesterday that uh, you know was doing some random out of map stuff and wanted to like uh, show me some things. And just the day before I had been going by this one area and I was like you know I bet there's a hole here. And it, it turns out the thing that he wanted to show me was in fact a hole section. <laughs> And you just kind of like develop this sense for where a hole should be. And somehow there tends to be one there. So what you're saying is put it in plain sight in an area that we normally play in that you wouldn't really think about touching. And you wouldn't look there. But yeah, for, for, for an example of some, uh, something that's kind of like that, uh, the no one cares rule, uh, Petra, during like week three i think her week three location where uh she's in uh via sylvia something like that and yeah. you can go yes. and, and talk to her and like uh you know do the vendory things but if instead you turn around and walk up that little gravel pit that like no one has any reason to ever do you just jump up and you're out of the map and that's like how people were getting into last wish early Ah, wait. Just, nothing fancy. No, no sword shenanigans. No. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, most most holes and like most out of maps don't require anything fancy. You just turn around and you open the window behind you and just jump through it. That's it, and you're mm -hmm. out. 
you know, I was thinking of how I, how I do this. And I decided I would, you know, follow the signs and they led there and it was like, oh, okay. It's that one guy, Bungie, who's like, listen, I'm just going to put this here. When you find it, enjoy. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like, um, I don't know if you guys know of the, um, back in the Halo 2 days, the Scarab gun. No, that implies that I've ever played Halo. And, uh, you know, actually it's the same company doing that. And uh, they they realized that the community is crazy. And they're going... It, they're just going to do things. So they took the scarab gun, which is the um, the main gun of like a giant walker thing, destroys everything. And on top of a bridge, they just um, on top of a bridge that's so high up that you'd think it was part of the skybox, they put a danger traffic cone and levitating above it, they had a, uh, a plasma rifle that instead shot the scarab, uh, scarab gun's main laser. And what? They just put it there, and they figured, I don't know how, I don't know when, but someone is going to find this thing. And people found like a dozen ways to get there. My, uh, my favorite went something like this. There's this uh, bridge part earlier on in the mission where there are these uh, the flying uh, banshee ships. And you have to like confuse the AI so that it follows you into a tunnel that it isn't supposed to go into. And you have to shoot off its wings so that it has like a smaller profile. You kind of like coax it into an even smaller tunnel. And then you have to board it precisely when it hits a load zone, which makes it not get deloaded or self-destruct and gets you into like the next area where you can then fly all the way up to the bridge and claim the gun. So this sounds like it was very much done on purpose just to see if anybody would get there. Well, the um, the item was done on purpose, but the way to get there was not. They they had no no method that they had like programmed into the game to do it. Other people did like ridiculous grenade launches using like warthogs and like uh, different objects to kind of create a catapult and all sorts of nonsense. But uh, but Bunchy is a company that is not afraid of putting in random Easter eggs that. No one might find for like 10 years or something. That reminds me, I think it was the, I think it was the, the destroyed science wing cutscene in Halo Reach mm-hmm. that, you know, is there. It was a playable area that I, I think it was, I, I just found, uh, I think it was Termacious term- Tricosity on YouTube put together a video on, you know, finally after, I mean, how many years has it been since Reach on Xbox came out? finally, like just in the last year or so, like figured out a way into this room and they detailed all the glitches, you know, just the series of glitches and exploits and doing this in such a special way. It's like each part of this, I feel like would have taken, you know, and did take years to then finally put it all together and then doing all, like doing all of this in one sequence to get up to the science wing, just Mm I just can't imagine the man hours behind this to say, okay, you know, here's these 15 different glitches we have to first execute correctly. And then in sequence, because they all build on each other, getting you to the, you know, the next step or the next step or the next step and, you know, bringing vehicles out of map and then using them to get to other places and then using them to blow people through walls and everything else. It's just, just mind blowing. Yeah. It's, it's always fun when like uh, you can chain together a bunch of things like that, that people have like slaved away over developing for like, weeks and months and it just all comes together and lets you do something special yeah it's ridiculous so 
any any tips and tricks for us going into into crimson days or as i like to call it keep away so um as far as pvp goes my clan has a these contender rankings that they uh that they give to people for how good they are in Crucible. And I am the sole ho- uh, holder of... <laughs> contender minus one. <laughs> so I am not really one to uh, give much <laughs> PvP advice. I wasn't looking for advice necessarily, just anything. I mean, is this so? So, so needless to say, you, you and Crimson Days, not thrilled. Chax is going to scream at you to throw more grenades, and you're going to go, no, no, my grenades are going over here into this wall because <laughs> that's where I'm headed. Yeah, there's um. So I, I'm sure you guys have seen this. There's a um, a really, really unfortunate bug that's currently out that uh, I, I was hoping that you would be able to use it for map stuff, but I haven't haven't found an application just yet. <laughs> where certain supers can be extended infinitely. Yeah, we've seen that one. Oh, we've discovered that. No, you one, didn't yeah. discover it. No, somebody no. told you <laughs> discovered it. Yeah, no. yeah someone one, told me about that. You know that. what I mean? It, it has been brought to our attention. The, the one they glad blasted out to 400 trillion people mm-hmm. yesterday or the day before. And he's like, hold on, I got a Twitter feed. We got this. <laughs> I was going to say what was interesting is I said to Squirrel this morning about that, that glitch and he was like, you know, it's going to take a lot to patch that glitch because that wasn't found in the last couple of months. He said that him and JB3 were testing that very thing before one of the last patches. And he said it wasn't a thing. And then suddenly it's just popped up now. <laughs> so, mm. so the Telesto is working behind the scenes, yeah. making the Warlocks <laughs> more powerful. So basically... Run a Dawnblade Warlock with a Telesto, and you are a god. You know what? This is so Osiris. Actually, you, you can do it with Telesto. You just have Telesto equipped, and you switch to another gun, and then switch back. See? There you go. See? Right. see? When, when, when Osiris needed us to, quote, fix the timeline, he meant make all Warlocks stupidly powerful. You thought it's laser tag was fun? Warlocks. Smart guy. Hunters can do it, too. We don't care about the hunters. And Osiris is a hunter. <laughs> no, we don't. You don't, ha- you don't have so, a leader. Hunters back, but what they have to say the... is dodge. And dodging is less deadly than Dawnblade. Yeah. Yeah, having an unlimited dodge. But you can still A little bit. Yeah, but no, with the top... You can can run away very good. Leave a lightning wake, so you can still kill things with your dodge. Gonna tron people to death. Yeah, you can Um, tickle people. Okay, Respawn, I'm gonna need you and somebody else. There are enough hunters in this clan. You can find another hunter. Please play Crimson Days with infinite dodging. (laughs) <laughs> and, and grenades. Just, just, just one match. Just one match and record it. I want to see. I, I would love to see the looks on the faces of the people you're playing as you're doing nothing but infinitely dodges and leaving grenades in your wake. That's all I want to see. I want. I want to do that too, but <laughs> because y'all had me do research, which I actually did. No, you. By didn't. the way, no, you didn't. I did. I um, sure did. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to like. I don't want to like do that. And somebody say, "Oh, this guy's cheating. He can dodge infinitely or whatever." Because I don't know. Quite, because I, I even looked up Bungie's, you know, cheating, whatnot. It's not cheating if and it's in the game. Like Precisely, eh, you, eh. you're not you're not using a third party application. You're not using an aimbot. You're not using anything else. If it's in the game, it's in the game. Yeah, no one's one ever gotten kicked I, off the game. I really for, I mean, respect about Bungie's approach there. They don't like uh, they don't like ban you for playing the game. Right for for finding they the thing that they broke. Special emblems for Laser Tag Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And, and 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 Lord of Wolves 
weekend. There you go. I think if they I, I don't know if you saw DMG's reaction post to like the uh Yeah, the Jim Carrey pulling his hair out thing. It's like <laughs> fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I think Fallout Plays was like sandbox team. Do you think they wait till Friday end of business on purpose to put these out? Or <laughs> I just I just can imagine sitting there and be like, all right, you know, the week week's over, going over the weekend. Oh crap! Well, no, I, I can actually give you some <laughs> insight when it comes to that, right? With what I do for a living, you have to sync the servers after you make certain changes, right? And that's why on a Friday, we never sync servers on Friday because never, break. never push to production on a Friday, <laughs> right? <laughs> never. So, or so or like, your Friday becomes your Monday, and there's no week. Exactly. No, no, that's exactly right. So, I mean, I guess Bungie doesn't adhere to that. Like, oh, it's just a game. If we sync on Friday, who cares? Hey, well, guess what? Now you've got Laser Tag Weekend and, you know, Lord of Wolves one-shotting people, you know, at sniper ranges. You know what? I think my uh, my favorite part of, like, the Laser Tag Weekend was the, uh, I think they switched Zer to selling the gun that was broken. Yes. So, like, yeah, you know, they like, did. Yeah, they, absolutely. They were like, they were like, like this, everyone yeah, can this, participate. Exactly, because there were so many people screaming about, well, I don't have it, I can't get it. They're like, hold on, we got this. Yeah, they're hold like, my lasers. Uh, all right, so this there's this fire going on. What can we do to fix it in like 10 minutes that doesn't like... Uh, <laughs> Pour gasoline on it. <laughs> uh, you know, the water's way over there. We do have this gas on <laughs> We have this gas and this gas and these couple boxes of matches, and there's this fireworks store we could, you know, set up nearby. It's a shame to let them go to waste. They might expire in like a, you know, a couple of weeks. So, Froggy, we've got like about 18 pages worth of notes to go through for the podcast. You are welcome to stay if you wanted to and hear <laughs> us ramble through it. Or now is your chance to depart and not have to listen to us ramble through. What yeah, I'll probably stick think? around for at least part of it. You say this yeah. now. I mean, it would be good <laughs> to get his opinion on these things anyway. So, Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I was trying to get his, his take on, you know, Crimson Days, because love is almost in the air. It's not quite. But it's almost in the air. Yes, but before we get to that, we have to say next week in Destiny stuff. Oh, next week in Destiny, no one cares about that. I don't, including Bungie, because what's the flashpoint next week? I don't know. They didn't tell exactly. us exactly. But <laughs> can we have somebody glitch into next week and go tell us what the flashpoint is and come back and report? Because Bungie, even in their in-game pop, goes, "Hey, there's things." Uh, there will be a flashpoint. We, we assume See, we're not. You say really somebody, sure. but we already know a guy who has already time traveled, <laughs> right? And he even he doesn't know what the flashpoint is. No, but I have to remind people it is the full curse week in the Dreaming City. So if you are searching for your truth it's to law, full curse week. <laughs> if you're searching for your truth to power law, next week is the week that you have to do your blind well, which I still have to do at least one more. So maybe after this time, I will forget to remind everybody because. I don't have to do it after this one, or maybe not. And then we've got Crimson Days, which is the uh, Crucible playlist, which is Crimson Doubles. So now we can move on to Crimson Days stuff. And also, the tower really, really wants your fractal line. It continues to want your fractal line. It has a mighty need for your fractal line. Yes. And for those, for those that haven't done it yet, right? Because I don't know. Who's watched what videos? But if you haven't picked up your fractaline, wait till Monday before the Tuesday reset. Or even better, wait till Tuesday before the Tuesday reset. Do anything and everything you can possibly do to get fractaline and then claim your fractaline. A counterpoint to that. Now, this um this is like uh it might not happen, but it has happened in the past. 
where they will have something like this and it resets on Sunday for some reason. Mm-hmm. So you I've seen a lot of discussion about that and I'm really curious. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 of course, you know, listen, listen, you know, we're 19 hour talking. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have already put in like almost 7,000. Like I just dumped in everything I had. And then as I've, as I've gotten more, you know, I got my 5,000 done, got my emblem, you know, finished that part of it. And then any other factory I've been getting, including the extra from the, from the tower obelisk, I've been throwing into different obelisks because I happen to be on those planets. Oh yeah. Cause I've got, yeah, I've got I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people, like Kevin, I, I'm shaming you. Do we we put out the video last? Well, we didn't put out the video. Bontis put out the video last week of how yeah. to generate more fractalin to contribute. Your hound is not a Bontis, different guy to the Ooh. to the foundation, and you've gone completely against that just to get your emblem. So now is the time to shame you. You are being shamed. Shame. 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 Another possible concern about this, and I have no idea if this is going to happen, but after what they did with the corridors of time, I'm a little concerned. And the question is, what happens when we meet the goal? After we meet the goal, can you still donate? If you wait until the last week of the season, are they going to like take this away? You probably can, but me and somebody else was talking about this earlier. It was me and wet. Uh, Why is the floor wet? We were talking about it. And um, he was like, you know, hey, you know, when are we going to go past that level three kind of thing or whatever? Because we hit level three on the first day. And I'm like, probably because it doesn't exist yet, a level four, right? Because mm-hmm. after level three, there was question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. So we might already be at level seven, but Bungie's just not letting us go past level three because, you know, as a community, we like to, you know, get everything right here, right now kind of scenarios. And, and Bungie might have cut us off. So we might already be past level three, but they haven't come up with numbers past level three yet to say whether or not we've crushed it, you know? Oh, we have crushed it. And and, and I, I give Bungie a little bit of credit because I think they did this purposely because if Bungie had given a number, that number would have been hit like within 24 hours. So I think I, I sort of appreciate. So according to Warmind.io has a semi real time, you know, running of numbers. So we're, we're at about 1,905,000 and change fractaling right now with 206 million and change donated today. So we're, you know, sitting sitting above two, you know, almost at 2 billion fractaline. We'll be there, you know, sometime tomorrow if not already cuz I don't I don't know how often this updates. But I mean, I mean the, the just the leaderboard of people putting fractaline in, it's I mean billions and billions and billions, it's absurd. So whatever number they put out, you know, we're going to hit and probably go far past. So I sort of appreciate them not putting those numbers out immediately. Because it's, again, sort of a lame event. If you're like, hey, you're... Oh, you did it in 20 hours. Good job, everyone. That wasn't much of an event. Especially so. since they added the... Um, that I don't know what they call it. The big, glowy pinata disco ball that you can buy for, like, 10 shards or something. That what? you can level up your obelisk with. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the I was just starting to call it an exotic fractaline because no, it's, it's bright yellow. It's light-fused fractaline, and it is 20,000 yeah. glimmer. And ten shards. So I'm just waiting for the day that Spider is selling glimmer for shards, and I can just go to Spider and just purchase as much glimmer and keep going backwards and forwards to the tower, to the the shore obelisk, and leveling that up. How many shards do you have? I've got about seven thousand. 
So I, I can donate quite a lot. I'm. That's only slightly terrifying. Uh, I'm taking a look at what I've got. Yeah, I had a, I had just over eight. I'm down to seventy seven hundred. I was I was up just above eight thousand, but I also bought. Uh, I know Spider was selling like three separate things for shards the other day, so I think I bought like a thousand of each, or I don't know, some at least five hundred of whatever he was selling because I was like, ah, I'll need these at some point. I don't know when. I'll be back to Spider for Glimmer because I keep running so, out of Glimmer. I'm sitting on about fifteen k. There you go. See, it's not just me. That I, I could like uh, uh, I, I did some math and I could guys? basically no, sell. No, no, you guys have a problem. If I had just, three years to hold like the button at the tower, because <laughs> they just they throw shards at you. All day. They're like, oh, you broke something down? Have some shards. If I can make some of the shards into bright dust, I'd be even happier. But oh my god. They give me they, shards like there's no spider tomorrow. Spider used so. to do that. You know, Spider and, and, and Eva Longoria. Not Eva. Yeah. You can say yeah. Absolutely. Spider-Verse. In, into the Spider-Verse. Here we go. The crossover event of the year. Whatever. Spider and the Eververse <laughs> lady. There you go. Tess. Haha. <laughs> Tess Eververse. <laughs> I haven't heard from Finchers today. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a <laughs> thing going on. You know what I'm saying? So that you know, you can do exactly that. You know, have a little crossover, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I see nothing wrong with this. I'm in. So, for anybody that's interested, that you can buy this light, light fused fretiline from the Tower Obelisk, which you know is glimmer and shards, but it will rank up your obelisk on any planet one so that's the same as putting 200 fractalin into a, an obelisk on those planets you can then keep buying these things leveling up those obelisks on the other planets and then come back to your tower obelisk which will then have a resonance power of whatever you've put into it for the next week so it's worth doing 10 shards for 100 fractalin a week until the season ends yeah 10 shards and 20,000 glimmer. So as, yeah, yeah, as long as spider something you, like, so, yeah, as long as spider selling something you have, it's a real quick, well, I would say it's a quick trip. It's a longer trip getting back to the tower these days, but eventually you'll be back to the tower. Yeah. But not at the moment. He isn't selling um, glimmer for shards. Yeah. Hopefully they fix the tower business next week. I'll like be doing something like, oh yeah, I'm going to run to the tower real quick. But, you know, while I'm flying in, I'm going to go have dinner and you know, walk a dog or two. <laughs> mm -hmm. go have some drinks come back so i turned on the xbox i flew to the tower i went downstairs got the kids ready for school got them out the door had breakfast made lunch went to my job came back and then i was still not quite at the tower yet no, no i managed to no i managed to empty the washing machine i went around to all the radiators in my house and put all the um the wet washing on i switched on the heating i came back to the room and I still hadn't loaded to the tower. And I'd been gone at least five minutes. I I don't know why. It was like ridiculous times for those things. Yeah, I was like, I was in the tower and I got error coded out and I almost cried. Oh, yeah. That happened to me twice this week. I got guitared out of the tower. I'm going, no, no, I did not. I was, like, like, I had just gotten there. I had just gotten there. I was walking to the postmaster <laughs> to clear it out. And it was like, nope, nope, try again. Back to orbit with you. I was like, come on. There's even people here. Break your heart sometimes. <laughs> can definitely can well not just that but also the the freaking um 
the menu thing. I know I complained about it already, but but today it, it made me really, really mad because we were in the middle of a strike and I had to swap weapons. And when I opened my my menu, right, to go swap weapons, you know how it jerks across the screen with the slideshow? Yeah. It actually froze. My mouse and cursor actually froze for a good two, three seconds, and then I could move it again. I'm like, are you serious? They keep saying they're fixing it, and it's actually getting worse. Blame Telesto. Yeah. Yes, Telesto becomes sentient. They move the they move the loading times from the beginning of you know your crucible strike your crucible matches those black screens into every other part of the game. So we fix it. You're, you're good now. Everything's fine. I'm calling it right now. Des- ending of Destiny Two when they like you know finally move on to like something else. We're gonna finally see Savathu and she's gonna like take back a hood and reveal that she was Telesto the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the well, has that was come, a spoiler, and sentient. now Destiny slash Bungie has to take you out. Sorry, oh, no. this will be the final. <laughs> final I'll go into the corners of time where they won't him? find me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Just just go, just go to Bungie's offices, stand by the front door, like sort of off into a corner, and they'll never see you. <laughs> that, that's clear what this has taught us. Hide in plain sight. <laughs> I am thinking, I mean, there's been a lot of hints of maybe destiny three maybe not destiny three but i'm thinking if they do do a destiny three and they want to kind of do a complete wipe again and they don't want to just go oh the towers exploded and all your weapons have gone they're just going to kill us off at the end of destiny two and we'll have to start a new character maybe i know they said that we could always you know take the same character through but maybe they'll just kill us off maybe they just go we've had enough of this you know light progression and keeping the same weapons over and over again you're just dead. Yeah. You saw your coffin. Maybe. That was it. You saw your tomb. Mm-hmm. You yeah, didn't have your character. Like, you just don't get anything else. That was yet because like uh, I don't think that was Inotam, or at least they didn't really hint to it. I haven't read all the lore, so I don't know. But I don't know if we've yet hit the encounter that's supposed to kill us. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, no, we still got a whole lot to do before we get killed. We still have to kill the Drifter. We still have to kill Cade 7, which means Cade 7 has to even be a thing. I think you've been partying with Callus too hard. Then. <laughs> the thing is, he, he hears something somewhere and he takes it as gospel. It's not here's something somewhere. If you read the lore books, it's there. It's written. Bungie has written it. It's not, I heard it. There's, look there's it a up. footnote in some of those lore bu- books, which is basically like another one of his scribes reaming out the guy being like, dude, that's not how any of that works. <laughs> Was that from the lore book where they're like, here's a lore book. All of these are lies. Yeah, it's like the, uh, the, the Chronicon, I think. Yeah. The Chronicon is different. The Chronicon is lore within the lore book itself, right? It's just like a sub thing talking about Callus, but we're not just talking about what Callus and his Chronicon are talking about. We're talking about Destiny lore as a whole, huh. from Destiny 1 and 2. We still have to kill the Drifter by making him eat his own ghost and then shoot him in the face, and then we have to kill Kate's up. I'm Th- pretty those- sure that was from Callus's fanfic. No, you've just made. I think you're reading from the the fan fiction of Blue Screen. He would be delighted yeah. if he could kill the Drifter. I think that I think that's his <laughs> his destiny end game. If he could just you know end the Drifter, that's all he needs. There would be nothing else in the game. He'd be a happy happy man. Yes, he would. So let's talk about some Crimson Days. I'd be delighted. Bungie asks, "Have you been feeling a little bit lonely lately? Lacking a partner by your side in the heat of battle?" Well, Crimson Days is on approach, bringing the perfect opportunity for you to form an unbreakable Crimson Bond with a fellow Guardian. 
Crimson Days is a limited time event in Destiny 2, which honours the Unbreakable Bonds Guardians forge on and off the battlefield. Crimson Days begins on February 11th, 2020 and ends at the weekly reset on February 18th, 2020. Crimson Doubles returns to the Crucible during the event, bringing an explosive 2 versus 2 combat to the fold. Stay close to your partner and you'll each have a heightened ability regen as long as you retain your Crimson Bond. If you stray too far away from each other, opponents will be able to see your every move. If you'd rather take your partner out for a stroll in one of Destiny 2's PvE activities, Shaxx will offer bounties for you to complete in a two-person fire team. As you complete Crimson Double matches and bounties, you and your partner will be showered in delicious candy hearts. To sweeten the deal, daily and weekly bounties will offer double XP. Bright Dust will also be rewarded when completing your weekly bounties. As you begin to stockpile your confectionery hearts, they can be exchanged with Lord Shacks for Crimson Day themed rewards, including two new exotic sparrows, which you can ride in tandem to show your strength of your Crimson Bond. And if this is your first Crimson Days event, or you didn't earn enough in your hearts last year, rewards from previous events will be available to earn alongside the new sparrows this year. So it looks like we're only getting, for anybody that's been participating in the last couple of Crimson Days, it's only the sparrows really that we're getting that you can earn everything else has already been there before uh, additionally spare confectionery hearts may be exchanged for warm-hearted gift packages containing glimmer with a slight chance for legendary loot uh, once you've collected both sparrows and claimed the associated triumph an exclusive emblem will become available through the bungee rewards we'll link that in the show notes here we go, Eververse will f also feature many items from previous events for Bright Dust, including two new items exclusive to Crimson Days. One new item will be available for Silver only, and this is the Heartfelt Union Multiplayer Emote, which is where you kind of both kind of bend over and join to make a heart. Interesting. Uh, there's a new ghost, or a couple of new ghosts, and uh, looks like a new ghost projection, but the two shaders look like they were previous ones and i'm guessing the ornament for the graviton lance is very similar to what we've had before so they'll just if you've missed out last time they'll be available now okay so participation requirements while all players are invited to experience crimson days new players must first meet the following requirements so this is very similar to how we've had it in the recent couple of events You've got to have escaped the Cosmodrome and to unlock the tower and achieve 790 power. So this event's not going to be a power requirement like Iron Banner. So power does not matter. Uh, once the new players meet their above requirements, they will unlock a milestone telling them to speak to Lord Shacks in the tower. Characters created before the launch of New Light do not have to achieve 790 power to receive the Crimson Day milestone. In the Crucible, matchmaking is available for solo players. Listed below are features that players should be aware of when participating in the playlist. So Reunited is a special buff that increases the recharge rate of Guardian's abilities for teammates who are close together, falling apart, which is a debuff and it grants enemy teammates waypoints to your location and when your teammates are drifting far too apart in your Crucible matches. And Vengeance, this is triggered when a player's teammate is defeated in combat for a short time. I think it was about five seconds or Yeah, or something like that. It was it was just enough to sort of give you that little that little boost of, hey, maybe I could, you know, two V one team, but not yeah. yeah, not so much you're gonna destroy them. So for the short time, the surviving player is granted a significant increase in ability regeneration and receives a small portion of their health back. 
And for the last two years of Crimson Days, there was a limited time game mode, which was essentially Clash with like a round based twist. Uh, in 2018, it took place on the PvP map called Burnout, which is the darkened version of the Burning Shrine from the original Destiny. But in 2019, the maps were on rotation. So we're not sure if it's going to be locked to one map or it's going to be on the rotation. I'm guessing it's going to be rotation like it was last year. Yeah, that's my guess. I th- There's a part of me that sincerely hopes they put it on one again because, oh, playing playing with the A10 Warthog and double pulse grenades, just keeping the team off off of the heavy on that map was so much fun. <laughs> so... Bounties and rewards from Lord Shax. Lord Shax is the Crimson Day event vendor. Players can speak to him to complete the initial Crimson Day milestone, picking up Crimson Day bounties and purchasing event rewards. After a player speaks with Lord Shax and receives the Fire of the Crimson Day's emblem, they will be able to purchase Crimson Day bounties and rewards. Rewards can be purchased using the Confectionary Hearts, as they've explained, which are earned through completing bounties and matches in Crimson Day Doubles playlist. Please note... Crimson Day's confectionery hearts do not dismantle individually. In the event that the player chooses to dismantle these items, their entire stack will be deleted. So just don't even hover over it. Just don't bother. Just spend them all at the vendor. Don't even look at it. Just leave it there in the inventory. Last year's bounties from Lord Shax had daily bounties and one weekly. And it looks like they're going to be exactly the same this year. So the weekly one is two to tango. It's complete a nightfall in a fire team of two. Not sure whether that's going to be on an ordeal or you can set it to the the standard nightfalls that you can kind of do. The daily ones were separation anxiety. As a fire team, defeat enemies separated from their partners. Heartbreaker. As a fire team, defeat enemy seeking revenge. Splitsville. As a fire team, defeat reunited enemies. Double duty. Defeat enemies in Crimson Days playlist. Plus one. Complete matches of Crimson Days. Loved and lost. Loot lost sectors in a fire team of two. Two's company, complete an adventure in a fire team of two. Love story, complete a story mission in a fire team of two. Displays of affection, complete public events in a fire team of two. Power of love, rapidly defeat multiple component combatants without reloading. Bear hug, defeat enemies with melee final blows. Heart of the moment, defeat enemies with solar damage. Share the love, generate orbs of light. Playing Cupid, defeat enemies with bows. Matchmaker, complete any matchmade activity. And the Crimson Day rewards that Lord Shax will offer in the Crimson Day themed event from last year were the Tirashella Shell, the Undeterred Sparrow and the Val, and they will be making their return this year. You'll also have the Diesel Punk ornament for the uh, Warcliffe Coil. You've got the two new sparrows. And then we've got the Flaunting Dance, which is the Beyonce put a ring on it dance, if I'm not wrong. I think that's the one. And the warm-hearted gift packs. And then the exclusive emblem is... It's another pretty emblem. Don't know what else to it's say. Glitchy. Yeah. It's glitchy and it's red. Yeah. So Crimson Day's triumphs. During the Crimson Day's players may also complete exclusive Crimson Day-themed triumphs. To track the progress of the Crimson Day triumphs, players should visit the triumphs character menu, go into the seasonal node, navigate to the events... And then Crimson say subpage. Now we've already done this from the last year. So and it looks exactly the same that the triumphs that we did last year are the same ones for this year. So I'm not sure if you've completed the 2018 ones or 2019 ones that they'll just be another node saying 2000 or 2020 or it'll just if you've already done it, you've already done it kind of thing. 
So these triumphs are as follows. Labour of love, which is complete Crimson Day triumphs, objective, which is nine triumphs. I'm with you, complete Crimson Day matches, and you have to do 22 of those. Home Wrecker, this is as a fire team defeat gardens while they're affected by the reunited buff, and that was 77 opponents. Heartless, which is as a fire team defeat guardians as they seek vengeance for their fallen ally, another 77 opponents. Looking for love, complete Crimson Day bounties, and you had to complete 11 of them. Love conquers all, win Crimson Day matches, just 11. Divide and conquer as a fire team defeat guardians separated by their partners. Uh, again, 77 of those. Love avenged. And blood for blood medals by avenging your fallen ally. You only had to complete two of those. And two to tango, complete the nightfall uh, and a fire team of two. And then Heart's Desire, which was collect each of the Crimson Day reward offered by Shaxx in 2019. And some of these, were, if you competed in anything before that, uh, I think there was like other separate events that we could all earn these in, but then they put them into the Crimson Days last year, were the Tirashello Ghost Shell, the Undeterred Exotic Sparrow, the Vow Legendary Solar Bow, the Diesel Punk Exotic Ornament for the Warcliff Coal, and the Flaunting Dance. So if you've already got those, that should probably be auto-completed. Then what was quite funny is that we found that there were three other hidden bounties or uh, uh, triumphs last year, and they were really random like hidden things and i'll give you an example they might may still be around this year so we had fireworks which was wipe an enemy team using the two-tailed fox um there wasn't any kind of triumph score for that um it was just that was it i can't i can't tell you how many matches it took to get that stupid thing unlocked we would almost kill both people, but then one person would live with just a shred of health. Yeah, yeah. Again, no, no points. It's nothing. It's nothing there but a completionist thing. Once, it it was fun finding that though, because I was playing with somebody. It might have been it was Andy or Pan. Somebody had somebody had the two tail fox and got it. And they were like, "I got a triumph for for fireworks." I was like, "Which one is that?" So it was fun finding that, and then but just trying to pull it off was irritating. Mm. <laughs> Um, then there was another one, Seeing Red, which was defeat enemies with the Crimson, which is the hand cannon, the exotic hand cannon. And again, this, it says on the actual triumph, this triumph does not count towards the objective. Um, and it may be um, only completed during the Crimson Days playlist. And then Lover's Vigil, which was claim vengeance for your partner when they die with the Vigilance Wing equipped. So and there, you had to kill two people with that. So that that was really weird that they put these hidden triumphs in the game. At the time, yeah, like the the Crimson one I can sort of understand, but yeah, the other two is just did someone did they do a raffle and say, okay, guys, which gun should we use? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really really weird. So once again, they say that once Crimson Days has ended, these triumphs will no longer be eligible for progression, and incomplete triumphs will be hidden. Please note again, triumphs that you complete in Crimson Days 2020 that have been unlocked but not claimed will be inaccessible after Crimson Days ends at the weekly reset on February 18th, 2020. And in order to for players to ensure that they receive the credit for these triumphs, they must claim them as soon as they're completed. So when something pops up on your screen, go into your menus and click on it, and you know it will say that you've done it. Give you no triumph score, but yeah, there you go. And last year, they added new Crucible medals. These were Poly Armoury. In a single round, both you and your partner must land one final blow with each a kinetic energy and power weapon. 
broken up as a pair defeat both your opponents within three seconds while they are separated from each other. Third wheel, which was rapidly defeat both your opponents while your partner is down. And Heartbreaker, win a match in sudden death. And I will link the 2018 and 2019 videos by Houndish and Mesa Sean if anybody's interested in having a look at what's gone on previous. They do have a couple of known issues. They know some issues are going to come up. So this is their known issues for this. Players will be unable to access Lord Shax's Fire of Crimson Days emblem if they already have this emblem in their inventory. So deleting this emblem will allow them to accept the new one when completing the Welcome to Crimson Days milestone. So in your inventory is not in your collections. Just make sure that it's not on your character, basically. Players who are removed from matchmaking and rejoin will not be able to respawn until the current round ends. These players will see waiting for Ally to revive for the remainder of the duration of the round. So every time that you get weaseled or beavered or whatever else they come up with for this event, just, you know, you'll have to wait until it Telestoed. All... Yeah, Telestoed. That's, I think they should name something like that, Telestoed. You are Telestoed out of the game. Uh, Crimson Day Bounties do not advance Crucible Bounty Vendor Challenge. So just pick up ordinary Crucible Vendor Bounties at the same time. And when I was researching the Crimson Days event from last year, I went back to our podcast that we did at the beginning of last year to have a look at some of the information. And what I found quite interesting was uh, on episode three, we talked about some of the things that were quite prolific in the Crimson Days. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but I, I now been reading it, I thought I'd bring it back up because it may be something that people want to use. We put that there'd been very, a variety of loadouts and weapons being used to Crimson Days playlist. And one person on Reddit saw that a team was using a Rat King and Blue Gear. Another one recommended exotic Gauntlet Shinobu's Vows with five grenade mods for endless skip grenades. Do you remember that? That was fun. Oh. Yeah. So I thought... The, the... The endless skip grenade, which I can't complain about as I was running with two A10 warthogs. Uh, yeah, the endless skip grenades. Oh, that was that was a blight. <laughs> I just hope they, uh, they patch the endless. Says the Titan, I can have two freaking pulse grenades. No, but yeah, that, those skip the, grenades with the Shinobu's Vows tracked you. <laughs> and because if you if you put on those mods at the time and had your, your grenades up every 30 seconds, like you can do now... And if you're parted from your, if they've if they've died, you get the instant regen of all your ability stuff. You can just keep chucking out grenades. And if you're close to somebody, it's going to re recharge your grenades quicker than thirty seconds. So as all things should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a terrible counter for a terrible loadout I was running, but hey. And what... uh, I'll, I'll curious to see what it what it pans out to this year. And one of the stars of the shows for the weapons last year was the Yotun, the exotic fusion rifle. Mm -hmm. And that was a good counter to some of the other weapons that were being used. So I just thought I'd throw that back out there for people to find again. Yeah, I think the Yotun's a good counter to everything. <laughs> it makes everything better. So uh, I've done lots of talking. Do you want to talk us through Guy Who Remembers Nothing? Or do you want to take this parody through the little short bit of This Week at Bungie? Sure. 
I was giving giving he remembers nothing a chance because he he didn't speak up and yell at people to you know make sure they turn in the triumphs. So. I think he's too excited about his own you know sex. Just imagine stuff. a response screaming at you that you know turn in your triumphs. <laughs> yes. So this week at Bungie for February sixth, twenty twenty, which also it's weird we've been doing this show for a year. You were able to say we could go back a year and tell people what we did last year. So hey, we made it this long. Good job, everyone. <laughs> so this week in Bungie, we're calling in res- reservations. It's been, a, it's been a wild week in Destiny 2. Inutam, Oblivion's Tryon made their grand entrance into the Sundial. And as we all know, Froggy was sitting there waiting for him with a warm cup of coffee saying, Hey, glad you could finally make it. Guardians descended upon Mercury, weapons in hand, eager to protect the timeline from certain annihilation. While you prevented the Scions from changing history, this isn't the last trial you'll face. Not by a long shot. So the first three Empyrean, Empyrean Foundation goals have been met with haste. 1 billion fractal line wasn't enough for the foundation, and your next goal is currently in reach. Your next stop will be 2.2 billion. And as we mentioned earlier, we're at about 1.9 billion now. So that'll be obliterated probably by Tuesday, if not by before. Tonight. Yeah. Now, we knew you'd rise to the challenge, but this this is absolutely insane. Keep the fractal line coming. We're seeing quite a few guardians investing in their fractal line futures, but many hitting the don- donation button to quickly earn some sweet time-lost weapons. And shame from Night Demon. You've already been shamed. Do you want to be shamed again? Then I'll shame you again. Shame. 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 It's up to you. I'll let you shame me as many times as you see fit. So the final triumph of the Savior Seal will be completed once the community completes the seventh stage of the event. So whenever Budgie gives us the seventh stage and whenever we complete it, that's when that last seal will unlock if that's the one you're waiting for. We're excited to see the new title in the wild. Players will also unlock the ability to pre-order the Savior Bungie Reward Pin once they've completed all Triumphs of the Seal. Now, let's look at the calendar. We have some beats to cover that are coming up quick with a new season on the way in just over a month. And this is where we talk about swords. All the swords. So we're a little over a month away from the next season of Destiny 2, and it seems like a good time to start talking about the sandbox. Over the next few weeks, we'll be covering upcoming changes to weapons and abilities. Some changes will be be PvP-centric, while others will bear more out of a PvE focus. No word on any PvM changes, but, you know, stay tuned to our recent guest to find out more on that topic. I am afraid of swords. (laughs) So our first subject is swords. Some are sharp, some are blunt. Some get left in your vault forever and you go, oh, hey, I do have that. One lets you bend space-time and teleport through enemies. Another has projectiles that can take down foes at range. Since the launch of Destiny 2, we've made some feedback about general functionality, and the team has been kicking around ideas on how to make things a bit more enticing. After some brainstorming and development time, swords are receiving some sort of table flip when it comes to light attacks, heavy attacks, and guarding. While you'll still rip, rip and tear through opponents, as you would expect from a sword, most of what you know needs to be unlearned. Doesn't everyone love to hear that? Hey, that thing you've been playing for years... Yeah, it's all wrong now. So the blades have been rebalanced to new energy meters, making its way into swords. Below, you'll find the full rundown from the dev team. Wait, what? Did I hear that right? So for <laughs> the respawn, right. the respawn edition. What? Yeah, the the respawn edition of this is you're gonna have your melee meter turn in. You know, when you have a sword out, your melee will now be your energy for the sword, but ammo will also play a part in this because more combat oh is what we're looking it's for. Not ammo. So swords are getting a little bit of love this season. 
While they become a destiny ever since their introduction in the Taken King, we felt they were due for an update both to freshen them up and also allow us more room to work with them in later releases. Which means giving them exotic catalysts and still not bows. You're welcome. Wait, you shut your face. <laughs> not what Bungie said. Just my two cents. So to be fair, in order to learn how to use swords again, you would have to have remembered they ever lock in the first place. This is true. They even gave our, our class... An entire exotic around blocking with a sword that goes right next next to the Aeon Soul in, in the vault or in the trash pile, never to be used again. I think I have a helmet laying on top of it. <laughs> Apparently they are changing how you're gonna use that as well. Yes, they're 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 sure trying to. So swords will now have their own reserve of energy that recharges naturally on its own and is not to be confused with the ammo capacity, because you would. This energy will overtake your melee slot while you're wielding a sword and spend on various actions. So guarding. Guarding now uses sword energy instead of consuming ammo. Thank you. Different guards have different consumption rates, damage resistance, and behavior, so be sure to experiment and find the guard type you'll like. None of them. You'll still need at least a little, you know, you'll need at least one ammo in that sword to begin guarding. So it doesn't consume the ammo, but you need the ammo to sort of jumpstart that guard to make it work. So Titans, if you have this stronghold exotic and you got it unlocked, looked at the perk, and then threw it into the trash immediately, uh, it's the one that will allow you to guard with relative impunity for opening up more interesting opportunities for swords to shine. No, no, none of that's going to happen. So although the guard function has always existed, it was really never considered worth the cost. With this change, we hope players will use their guard intelligently to perfect, to protect themselves instead of it being mostly unused, mostly an unused button. Rest easy. Stronghold has also been modified to still allow Titans a unique guarding experience. I mean, you say no one's going to use it, but when you can like guard and just like run through the next raid boss's killer death beam, then maybe maybe you'll rethink that stance. So so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna guard with the sword, we're gonna load that guardian up with Telesto, send them at the raid boss. That's and too much power done. for one man. Yeah, and then the game just crashes and says, You've won, welcome to Destiny 3, you've unlocked it. It's also a PvP strategy I have actually seen. Absolutely. It's a PV, PvP strategy I use at least by accident at least twice a match every <laughs> match. <laughs> so is this going to change how you kind of use glitches in any way? Or do you think this is going to help? Or is this going to hinder what you can actually kind of do with getting in and out of maps? So the, the TWAB itself doesn't really mention the... Um, there, there was a Twitter post that uh, DMG put up that I think you guys mentioned earlier about how uh, it might break uh, world line skating. Yeah. And yeah I've, seen, I've seen a number of speedrunners saying, hey, this may change how you can do with these swords if this is what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, the, the um, thing that gives me hope there is that the um, world world line skating, uh, at least the one I'm familiar with, involves launching a uh, a heavy swing while you're on the ground and going off of a ledge. And if uh, the the thing I'm worried about is uh, this changes to light swings, specifically they bring up aggressive frame swords and. Uh, Adaptive frame swords are what we use for sword flying. They're the most effective for that. I think if you use an aggressive frame, you slowly lose height as you go. So it's possible that this will end up nerfing sword flying, which would make me a bit sad, but that's all swings in the air, so I don't I don't know if it'll be affected. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was sort of the general 
general unrest I saw. It's you know after after Destiny Two was featured in that you know, games done quick speed running thing they did. Now I've seen a bunch of people who took part in that going, great, yeah, we, we were in this for the first time. Speed running was a thing, and now you're going to massively change the thing we use to do this. Interesting choice, but we'll see how this pans out. So with our light yeah, attacks, hopefully it survives. Yeah. So our grounded light attacks for all swords will now loop for an infinite combo, and all swords can cleave. What? So while the basic three-hit combo was, you know, quite staple of melee weapons in many games, in a shooter, this leaves the player extremely open to enemies. By loading the light attack loop, we push them and the heavy attacks further apart. Cleaving on light attacks was previously only on aggressive swords, but we opted to add it to the rest of them for more hack and slash. Hold on. No, you just, you glossed right over that. Like, hold on. Infinite combo and can cleave. The cleaving is important because instead of like, like, like when you're hitting a bunch of thralls and they're all hitting you when you can only hit one of them at a time, the fact that you can now cleave through all of them is kind of a big deal. And you just brushed right over that. That's why I have you to tell the good people about sword usage. Because the only sword I pick up is the game, the sword the game makes me pick up to go, you know, take down a shield or finish off a boss. Just think of how more effectively you can kill yourself with right? exploding thralls if you could hit all of them with the sword at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Like, you hit one, you still die. Who cares? Um, but no, no. The, the ability to cleave has been something that I've complained about since swords existed. And the fact that we can do that now is amazing. I love it. It's great. On everything, even. And with that, your heavy attacks will now consume sword energy. While you always wanted to perform a heavy attack, while you were always able to perform a heavy attack, the attack is now stronger when you have full energy and weaker when you don't. A lot of swordplay in many situations simply boiled down to endlessly mashing the heavy attack button instead of mixing up attacks, which wasn't quite the most interesting experience. Do note that aerial heavy attacks, as a general rule, do not consume sword energy, so they can vary based on the sword. So it sounds like you're going to have a lot of trial and error on what you can do, what you can't do, and what kind of sword is best for what situation. And try yeah, to remember, right. does this use ammo? Does this use energy? Is it better with yeah, energy? Less sure there'll be a lot does of testing. Does it use ammo and energy? What the? Exactly. And then a shield bypass. So a portion of most sword attacks can partially bypass elemental shields. Oh, that's nice. So anti-barrier, no, no. You, you have no shield. You have no shield and no face. I've stuck this right through it. No, no, no. They have a shield. It's just that the sword passes through the shield while still keeping the shield intact. <laughs> Also, I'm, I'm guessing right now, you know, swap your sword twice while doing a heavy switch, infinite sword energy or something. <laughs> yep. Stay tuned for all the things you can do with telestos and swords, swapping and swords. Right. All the way, sword will have completely broken the game. FYI, if you, you shoot you, the sword tip with the telesto, it can one shot a boss. The same. You use the sword to slice down the shrubbery. You bring the shrubbery with you. You set them side by side. You fire a bow through it, and then once again, you've one shot the game. So you say that, but that was an actual boss-killing mechanic where, uh, at least what a uh, guy who I'm remembers surprised. nothing said, where if you <laughs> did, like, certain explosions and caused yourself, like, self-damage because you're too close, it, like, amplified the damage you did to the boss tremendously. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it, it's in the game. Use it for <laughs> all it's worth. So in general, swords have some damage amounts for different attacks change, and the various sword perks have been adjusted, so you want to experiment a bit. We do hope you'll enjoy the changes. So yeah, stay tuned to a thousand videos on YouTube of people going, here's what the sword can do, here's what it can't do, and a different set of videos going, here's what completely breaks with these swords. (laughs) 
I would also love another video that says, hey, guess what? Swords aren't only going to be heavy and they're not only going to be energy. Oh, Maybe that would we'll be have so just, good. Right? What if we just get a club? It is just a blunt kinetic sword that you just beat the hell out of everything with and doesn't consume ammo. You know, I, I want like a, I want an exotic heavy. sword. It's its model would just be a normal sword. It's like description. It's a sword. And it just uses it only uses ammo when you hit things. It's just some big claymore that <laughs> your guardian's wielding in the kinetic slot. Ah, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so awesome. Bungie has already changed, you know, the set of Aeon uh gauntlets once. They just need to change it again. So every time you take down an iron chef of the cabal, you can grab both of his cleavers and you use them for the rest of the event you're doing. That's oh, all I want. Dude, just wielding. let me pick those up and dual wielding cleave through everything in front of me. What if, like the light frame swords, you could dual wield? That would be, oh, See, whatever. I've got two. I've got two hands. Oh man, lightweight swords are so so broken right now. It's hilarious. You know. So now that we've given you some sword thought, talk to you know wash over and enjoy all the ways your favorite sword is now broken, better becomes a Telesto. Uh, again. We need to contribute to the Empyrean Restoration. It's very important. Sate 14, a.k.a. Titan Dad, is relying on you. On Tuesday, I went live. Player, you know, you know, players were confused on how to participate, which, yeah, because you gave us an event that there's nothing in game about the event, and everybody was very confused. I saw a number of streamers on Twitter going back and forth going, I think this is right. Is this how this works? Do you think how this works? So to unlock the quest, players must complete the following prerequisites. So you're going to need to complete the following quest from Osiris, a matter of time, and then complete the Saint 14 quest, the tribute to the colonies, the cornerstone, and a guardian's duty. Basically, you need to go through all the stuff to get Saint 14 out. Do it all on one character. You'll need that character because whoever unlocks it will have it available to you. And even once you do that, you may also then get the quest again to go back into the corridor of time from Osiris, and he'll go tell you to talk to the corridors of time iPad, and the iPad will go, I don't know what you're talking about. You're going to have to glitch in there. It sucks to be you. So if you get something else from Osiris after that, just ignore it. Just throw throw your fractal line into, into an obelisk somewhere. Make everybody happy. And now we're on to the fashion show. Because really, what's Destiny if not one big giant fashion show? We're almost at the weekend, and we'll be scouting the Destiny fashion scene for combinations worthy of an emblem. In case you miss it, we've kicked off another fashion week on Tuesday. The only requirement for this is the Starlight Starbright emblem, which you get from donating to the Guardians for Australia restoration efforts, and a good eye for fashion. So they have a tweet, which we'll link in the show notes, or just go to the Bungie the Game Twitter feed and look for the tweet saying, hey, give us your best fashion, put that emblem on, up your fashion game, and they will award some Levante's prizes to those who are deemed worthy of it. All right, and with that, we're going to now move on to our hotfix 2.7.1.1 and resolved issues, which let me preface by saying Telesso's going to break. So whatever happens, Telesso's going to break. First so of next, all, gonna is the wrong word. Telesto has or Telesto is going to break in a different way, in a slightly different <laughs> and you know, legally separate way from the last way it break, broke before, so it can be a different break. So next Tuesday, February 11th, we will, we will release Destiny Hotfix 2.7.1.1, and the update will resolve some issues currently affecting players. Here's a preview of what they're hoping to fix with it. The Ifridis Gift Triumph will ret retroactively unlock for players who turn in 50 Iron Banner packages in the Season of Dawn. The Get Closer Pursuit will no longer have its progress reset when resetting Infamy, 
This is retroactive and will autocomplete for any player who is already above the Mythic rank this season in Gambit. A Season 9 Iron Banner Triumph has been added that tracks purchased packages from Lord Saladin. This is also retroactive. And then the timeline on the 2.7.1.1 hotfix. It's coming Tuesday at a.m. Pacific Time, 1600 UTC. Maintenance begins 45 minutes later. You get kicked out of your activity. 15 minutes after that, the hotfix gets released and players will be able to log in. And an hour after that, maintenance ends at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1900 UTC. And hopefully we'll have all of our materials after that. And, uh, you know, but anything can happen, so stay tuned. And after we've talked about that, we're on to our known issues. So here are our known issues which we're not fixing in 2.7.1.1 or at the moment. So players are continuing to import increased tower load times after 2.7.1. No. No, not at all. No. The play in the odds emblem doesn't drop and cannot be reacquired from, from collections. While we investigate, the only way to receive this emblem right now is to raise your infamy rank three times in a season. So if you really want that emblem, you're going to have to play a lot of Gambit. Or just have it on you, or be sad. And then in the Bright Future quest, the orbs of light that are collected sometimes are not accurately, ref accurately reflected in the quest progress. So some players have report reported that deleting or claiming a bounty may help with progression issues. So if you're not collecting enough orbs of light, really just collect more orbs of light. Just, just keep going. And for a full list of issues, again, go to the known issues article or the help form. We'll link all that in the show notes. And with all things, you know, it's bungee. It'll break, it'll work. You'll just have to find out. And now we're on to everyone's favorite part. The man who remembers nothing speaks all things and is here to give you his roundup report. Respawn, take it away. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so DMG has his thing to say. Nothing available server-side will alleviate slow donation speeds of Fractaline. DMG does not believe a hotfix will be spun up for this issue specifically. We'll be sure to avoid this issue for future events. Reddit link. It's like, you know, going back to anything that we ever have to turn in, they were smart enough to let us donate at least 50 at a time to the, to, to the spires themselves, right? You could donate, you know, 100 at a time or one at a time or 50 at a time or 10 at a time, 50 at a time, whatever, right? So... They had the foresight to do that to the spires. But when we're going to be depositing potentially thousands, plural, of fractalin, not one person during development thought, should we let them deposit a thousand at a time? Ten thousand at a time? All of the above? Again, going back to what I said before, why do you need us to tell you the obvious things, guys? Come on. So you don't play test this at all? What if, just, just, just hear me out here, what if depositing 100 didn't take like 20 seconds. <laughs> I mean, in a world any, where you can get through thousands of fractals, right? And they thought of none of them. Whatever. I, I just love like people did the analysis of how many man hours it's going to take to deposit like the uh, the projected amounts that we need. And it's, yeah. it's so many years. The only reason we're up to 1.9 billion is because we can't deposit them faster. <laughs> It's there. We have it. We just can't give it to you. Yeah, uh, that was my thought. Like, sure, again, I, I mean, I don't have that many. I had, you know, like the, I don't know, 6,000 or something total that it gave me that I that I had to play with. But these, you know, folks that have 
tens or twenties or hundreds of thousands of fractal lines. Like you can't put them in fast enough. It's not worth it. It's like, I'm going to go stream for eight hours and do nothing but putting fractal line in. And that's it. That's all you have time for. I think they may have, they should have done a shortcut for just donating 400 at a time. If you're doing the time loss bounties of the 25%, then there should have been a button for 100 or a, a selection for 100 and a selection for 400. So you can just do one click, all those bounties are done, and then you can move on. Not even that. I mean, that's what I just said, right? You can do it in, in, in magnitudes of 10, right? You can deposit 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. Boom. Not that hard. No. Well, if you feel in particularly froggy, you can deposit <laughs> your entire stack all at once. I don't care how many you have. Boom. Done. Right? That would be great if they had that for like the last week when the people who have been uh, banking up each week for their exponential growth want yeah. to like deposit their like 100,000 fractaline in a day. Whatever, man. All right. Anyway, about putting a guardian in the tribute hall to test weapons for PvP purpose. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a thing. All right. Sorry. About putting a guardian in the tribute hall to test weapons for PvP purposes. Give your feedback here. Why don't you just make the hall an open space, right? Like, instead of, like, when you go there with your fire team, instead of them being friendlies, just turn off friendly fire. That's all it takes. Just turn off a setting. Is is Guardian friend? Yes, no? Who cares? You can hurt him. Whatever. Thanks for the feedback. As with other feedback concerning Firing range style requests. I'll be sure to note this on the list. Thank you, DMG, for the obvious. I can say at a glance this may be a little more complex due to the way Guardians take damage or other variables you may find in Gambit or the Crucible. What's the resilience value? Are they in super? Do you only wish to see damage numbers or have a Guardian moving so you can see how difficult it would be to apply damage to a walking, running target? Actually, now that we think about this, you have freaking... Uh, what's private matches? Yes, it's already a thing. You're done. Why are you even talking about this? Moving on. Because there's no, there are no infinite ammo in private matches. Also, it requires you to have friends. Okay. (laughs) Very true. Wow. (laughs) You have to have people that will stand around for hours while you do this. Okay. All fair points. My apologies. To look from (laughs) to look at this from a development perspective as well. What is the problem you're trying to solve? Do you believe work should be dedicated to the to this over other sandbox balancing and or features? Do you believe a large amount of players would use this feature? Or would it primarily be for content creators? Can players snag a friend and do these tests quickly on their own? Or just take weapons into Crucible as damage isn't the only factor when judging newly acquired loot? Yeah, I think it, it just sounds like it's a lot of work for a small amount of people granted but when you do the private matches can't you just make ammo just like heavy ammo just spawn infinitely is that not a setting i don't know no, i haven't not. played with it oh, yeah yeah you can set like heavy ammo to spawn like every couple <laughs> seconds there you go problem solved apologies for running through the list just love asking the questions to get a better understanding of player feedback the mortar blast fix 
touched a few instances, but the bug is still occurring frequently, currently being investigated. Reddit link. I don't know what that is to elaborate on. Apologies. That, that's the whole uh, Solar Titan punching thing doing no damage and now maybe doing damage, but possibly not doing any damage anymore. Basically, uh, the, the Morning Blast melee thing is just broken, flat out broken. And they sort of fixed it, but didn't fix it well enough. All right, where am I at? Our team has been looking at a fusion rifle feedback for a bit. We have a sandbox preview before March to discuss the changes to a variety of areas, a.k.a. make the Telesto even stronger. Each one of the Telesto bolts is actually a rocket now. Congratulations. Team is aware of feedback and players would like to see factions back. Forums link. Ooh, that was a forums. Oh, the other one was a Twitter. <gasps> we have different things besides just Reddit. Oh my god! Team is looking to address issues with symmetry in March. Another forums link. What's wrong? What's going on with symmetry? I don't know. I don't care. The team is looking at the performance issues. <clears throat> what? The um, the, the rapid firing. Remember, it wasn't being consistent. Hmm, fair enough. Rapid uh, fire when it felt like it. The team is looking into performance issues around the mod screen for a future update. Forums link. Shut up, parody. <laughs> Feedback about LFG has been heard. Forums link. Players continue to request in-game LFG for in-game activities. <sighs> I do not agree with that. Last thing I want is match made raids. Just say it. No, it doesn't say match made. It says LFG. Looking for game. Same kind of thing you do now. Where is it? Oh, in-game LFG. Got it. Okay, my bad. Okay. Yes, literacy is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, players do not believe in fire team leaders. That's true, but I read it wrong. Let's try again. Players do not believe fire team leaders should be able to remove members near the end of an activity if an LFG feature were to be implemented. That is, oh my God, yes, yes. Because they didn't remove me, but they took me to orbit before I could open my chest at the end of the last stream. Man who has many keys and not enough guns. <sighs> Correct. I still can't. They're like, oh, you wanted to open the chest? What? What? What did you think I did the raid for? <laughs> to just look at when it. I, when I was doing my uh, my divinity, go I got like I got disconnected for some reason when I was like about oh, no. to go to the chest, and I rejoined, and I opened the chest to get my uh, yeah, see see if I can still do it, and I I don't get anything, and I'm like, oh. That, that's oh, no. I checked him, <laughs> and there's an exotic in my in my box. I'm like, oh man, oh man, here it is. And I go and I look at it, and it's Thunderlord. <laughs> I was just remembering this week in uh, Destiny One when we were doing flawless runs of Crota, and more than once, Night Demon would get disconnected midway through the flawless run. It happened a couple of times. I was like, mm -hmm. no, no, sorry, you don't get to finish oh, no. this. You, you'd like to have this triumphant achievement, but you can't. Mm -mm, not for you. But no, you did do it in and the your end. Story, your story is pretty good, and I don't know how you how long you've been listening to our show, but I'm not allowed to have any exotics from any raid ever, and this has been oh. tested and proven. And the worst one that I've come across, and you don't have to leave this in the podcast. I'm just telling him. Okay. The worst one.
Who was that? Uh, yes, okay. Uh, uh, oh, 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 here we go. Something new. Players would like to see an idle kick feature, whether they be voting or other. I like that. Ooh, I like that a lot. You know, there's... Well, can you kick? No, not if they're not in your fire team. If you're just, say, doing a nightfall and one guy sits there and the nightfall will progress because he's still sitting at the ah, beginning. And yes. Okay. It would be great to kick that person out. The two of you say, either play the activity or don't, because I've, I've gone to orbit in nightfalls and strikes where it, you know, it won't open a door. Now, for all you would just say, you know, just go past the door this way, but, you know, <laughs> it, it won't open the door to let you through and complete the activity because your third person is just standing there at the start until he idles out. Yeah, but that only takes, like, what, a minute? Uh, it and feels like longer than a minute. It changes it, depending on, like, what sort of thing you're doing. In, like, yeah. uh, Overworld, it gives you, like, 15. In, like, Crucible, you have something like two minutes. Mm. And two minutes is a long time. It is, yeah. Yeah, Crucible, that definitely seems shorter because I've definitely, like, run to enter the front door in a Crucible match that didn't matter. And then come back, and it's like, oh, I'm in orbit. And then I've done it in strikes, and it's I'm still there, it seems like. But I don't know. Right. Totally unscientific story. Hmm. <laughs> Players would like but to that see would be nice. rate this leader feature. No, no, they wouldn't. Nope. Mm-mm, no. A what feature? This... Players would like to see a rate this leader feature for fire team for <laughs> fine fire team, so they can report issues like this or rate their experience with a particular leader. I do not want that because anybody who's ever had me teach them a rate. <laughs> What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? You get the McDonald's five-star rating. Uh The McDonald's five-star rating. As always, I want to be understood that this isn't a promise. The team is balancing various other items in development, but I'll see if LFG slash social style features could be given a higher priority on the backlog. On swords. See, this week at Bungie for Context. Pretty sure we covered that. You still need to acquire heavy ammo in order to use swords. Twitter link. Apparently you need a link for that. As Dylan understands it, the speedrun community will need to find new ways to break the sound barrier next season due to the challenges to the world. Challenges of reading. (laughs) The speedrun community will need to find new ways to break the sound barrier next season due to the changes to the world line zero. I understand this will come as a disappointment to some. Hopefully this will bring new techniques and serve as a challenge to refresh previously established records. Twitter link. Oh, that took a lot. I feel this is this is not me respawn. This is in the thing. I feel this change impacts all players, including the speedrun community. Like sticky nades, these strategies were growing in visibility and utility. Designing aspects of D2 around these strategies puts a hard limit on game design. Whether it be activities or sword functionality, Twitter link. How long of a hands up would you have liked for this specific change? How long of a heads up? Not a hands up. Heads, how long are they heads up? Heads up, how long are they heads up? Heads up! Would you have liked for this specific change? We've got a month left in the season, but I would love to know how to approach changes like this moving forward. Give feedback about how they should approach changes like these moving forward here. It's a link to Twitter. DMG. 
you can get all three. Oh, hold on, hold on. I forgot Twitter is backwards. Okay, Spear Gaming Harbinger. Hypothetically, if someone did not have this triumph before this week, they're talking about Flayer Slayer, how would they get it now? DMG says you can get all three checked off from defeating Inotam. Cool. That's interesting. Items with drop rates below 1% need to be buffed to at least 5%. Thank you. Who is this? Posted by Harbinger1945. You, sir, you're, you're, you're wonderful. If you listen, great. Okay. <clears throat> DMG's reply. Hey, all. Speaking with the team, <laughs> I just hate saying that. This ghost has a 5% drop chance from the boss chest, and you should get it after 40 clears. There is one caveat. The bad luck protection on this is shared with the dungeon ship. If you recently had the ship drop, it would have reset your chances for the ghost. <gasps> That's stupid. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. That's it? That's it. Okay, when when am I supposed to do this dramatic reading of cheaters things? Shall we do it after tips, tricks, and guides? <clears throat> we can. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So tips, tricks, guides, and builds this week. I've got a couple of videos from Squirlock, who's got the Infinite Dawn Super, which is very prolific in the community. I think we talked about it at the beginning of the show, and he shows you how to do it, which is pretty simple, just swapping your weapons. But then he also went on to make another video of showing you if you use a certain Warlock exotic piece. I think it's the new boots that we got from this season uh, every kill gives you a healing and empowering well so there's a video for that and then respawn mentioned the infinite the infinite hunter arc strider which is just the the dodge ability and cheese forever has made a video which encompasses the infinite dawn blade and the hunter one so we've got that and then there was an infinite multi-kill clip uh, video that cheese forever put out last week which i didn't get a chance to put in but We've put it in this week, which involves getting a couple of kills and then swapping the perks on the weapon rapidly. Yeah, basically just go watch the video because uh, you can keep an infinite multi-kill clip. Sorry, I was eating because the wife brought me down. As you always do, but... yes. <laughs> There's a caveat to the Dawnblade Super, and I know this because I was using it today. If you utilize the infinite super, mm -hmm. you cannot jump. So you better be in a place where you don't need to jump. Right. And the other thing is you can't use man cannons at all in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Whether it be the circle ones that launch you or the, the ones that look like half an egg on the ground that launch you up. Even if you manage to jump on the man cannon while still doing your infinite super, it will not launch you. I don't know what it is, but it won't launch you. Can't use man cannons, can't jump while you're doing infinite Dawnblade super, just so you know. Thank you. So as we've got Crimson Days coming up next week with the Crucible, I thought I'd go and see if I could research a couple of really good builds for like team playing and keeping your team alive. And the only ones that I could actually find were the ones with the Warlock in the team. And Astacross put a video out about seven months ago called A Dedicated Healer, and he's done, uh, he's re resurfaced it this in the last couple of weeks and done an updated version of it. But also Brave X Hero has done a Warlock team recovery build. And it's very similar to, it's exactly the same as the Astacross one with using the Lumina hand cannon. So if you get a kill, you can give your teammates a overshield. And using the Starfire protocol with the Middle Tree Sun Singer. That's what it is. 
and using the healing grenades with that and the fusion grenade double fusion grenades so you're constantly healing your team over and over again stacking your grenade abilities and they they're doing it in in braves here brave heroes video in comp three warlocks and they're all running the luminas with the starfire protocol and just kind of keeping each other alive with wells and everything else but then he takes it one step further with one of them running the lord of wall shotgun and them being the primary dps guy and the other two just constantly healing him so they're sending out the tank to deal with that and he his video was kind of more centralized about how to keep the team together using this build and as to cross kind of goes over numbers and how to u utilize the weapon better because it's not a really good hand cannon the lumina but if you're working as a team we're trying to keep each other alive this may be something that you want to use in um, crimson days so i thought i'd highlight those two and then destiny fun police who normally rocks a titan has put a hunter toxic hunter build pvp build out using the Le monarch and the oath keepers which basically keep the proc of the toxic arrows indefinitely until you actually hit a target so that was a really good build and i he looked like he was having a lot of fun with that and i was thinking if you do get separated from your teammate and you do need kind of an extra bit of oomph to kind of take out the other two teammates why not be an invisible hunter so destiny fun police has got a really good build for that and then cool guy has got his rundown of the sundials top weapons for next season and what roles you might be want to look out for for going into next season possibly with trials maybe even going into like crimson days this week if you've got a couple of these roles on the weapons then um why not give them a try so that's it for my um, tips tricks and guides this week now we move back on to respawn's dramatic reading uh, what are we calling this section respawn um story time with respawn okay i don't know you're nice <laughs> you just hit me with it are we we're probably not putting in names right i'll leave the names out that's fine so this guy is i'm not sure what i can do but i'm really scared right now i've been playing since day one on xbox i've been playing just fine up until now bot shadow keep deluxe been playing it since its release played it this morning in fact just logged on and a banner popped up saying my account has been banned out of nowhere nothing saying why i'm really scared right now because i have over 60 days played and i've spent money on this game i play on xbox and i'm not sure why i was banned i only play on xbox someone please help me so a couple of things to point out there. Number one, he says he's played since day one, but then he goes on to say that he's been playing for 60 days. By the time Shadowkeep came out, Destiny had existed for more than 60 days. So I don't know what this day one nonsense is, right? <clears throat> and he says, and this is important, I play on Xbox, and I'm not sure why I was banned. I play only on Xbox, and this is important because of the reply. BNG security replied, your account was banned because we detected several, several known aiming cheats specific to Destiny 2 active on your account since August 28th. This was after cross save was launched while you were still playing on Battle.net. This dude <laughs> tried to say, I didn't do anything and I've only ever played on Xbox. And then he's like, nah, bro, we got you playing on Battle.net with multiple, several aiming cheats 
specific to Destiny 2 since August 28th. And I'm just like, you know, what what goes to their minds, right? Like, do you think that just because you say these things, they don't go back and look at the account, right? It's like, they're just going to take you at your word, you know? I've only ever played on Xbox. Nah, bro, you played on Battle.net, homie. And then cross-save was enabled, and then you started playing on Xbox. But on Battle.net, you cheated vigorously. So, that guy definitely had it coming. Let me know what you guys think. Trying to pull a new platform, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) New platform, who dis? But no, he actually said, I'm scared multiple times. I'm scared. I don't know what's going on. It's like, are you seriously scared? What? It's getting it's getting so dark. The the, the bandwidth right. is going away. The, my friends my friends are over there. I I only know they can't I can't talk to them any other way. They're gone. Everything's gone. It's I can cold. see the Telesto at the end of the tunnel. And I can hear people laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear an arbalest charging somewhere in the darkness and I'm scared. Hold me. Hey, we don't talk about arbalest. That actually gives me nightmares. Oh, <laughs> so I actually um speaking of things that give you nightmares, I was playing Mayhem the other day. And I did not know this, but uh, you know, I, I was trying to get like my linear fusion whatever kills, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and someone like goes to Nova bomb me, and I'm like, uh oh, goodbye, cruel and world. I, I try to like get them with Arbalest first, and I fire one shot. It hits the Nova bomb, and the Nova bomb explodes. And then a yes. second shot, I hit the guy who shot it. And I'm like, that's a thing. You, you can one do of the that? Nova bombs. One of the Nova bombs will detonate early if you shoot it. I think it's the Slova bomb. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I thought that it was just a death sentence, but apparently mm-hmm. you can shoot it. No, it says it inside the description. Now, if you shoot it, you still got the little orbs of death chasing you down. <laughs> you yeah. have to worry about. But the 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 big massive ball, you can shoot as an enemy and disrupt it. Yes. So it's better. <laughs> It's the the, the little guys. They don't. They have like I think they have a shorter tracking range. They do, but they're still one shot. Yeah, yeah. If if he's like cross map, if you're playing like the 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 one map where you have like the long alley sniper sniper, you know, alleyway. I can't remember what it's called, but it's got like little gondolas around in the water. Whatever that map is called, uh, like like if he spawns and he launches a nova bomb from cross map yeah you can shoot it there and you'll be fine but most of the time they they launch a nova bomb it's already on top of you so even if you shoot the orb of death and you know disrupt it you're still probably gonna die you know mm-hmm. so i mean you got lucky i guess did, did the little ones not kill you after the fact you got away I, I don't remember i was so shocked at like destroying the bull and then like somehow <laughs> managing to kill the guy with the second shot that i just i don't even remember what happened after. Probably got shot. Standing, the standing there in shock, going, oh my God. <laughs> Just remember, you don't have to outrun all the bolts. You just have to outrun your slower teammates away from the bolts. Let them that, that's the real you. pro tip. <laughs> right? <laughs> Shoot it and run. That's all, that's all you got to do. Getting exactly. into the Crimson Days mentality there. Exactly. <laughs> Stay next to your friend, then leave your friend behind the moment it becomes advantageous for you. It advocates for, you know, union and friendship not i'm faster than you bye uh i mean i I may have done some solo queuing in the last year's crimson days and i may Uh, have used my teammate as a human shield to say okay you go find the people when they murder you i will take this opportunity to get revenge (laughs) you're you're talking to the choir the way i see it is you you will die for me sorry you know so that being said Please send your applications to play Crimson Dates with Respawn this week. 
to uh, <laughs> to human shield at no response in real life dot net. <laughs> you see the sponge. You see these bullets. Here's what's going to happen to you in a moment. Right. And preferably, if you'd be willing to be a titan and my human shield, even better. Uh, sign me up. We got this. Right. Right. You can go on friend friendgame.report and see who your best uh, crimson buddy friend is. Friendgame.report. There you go. I'm gonna have to find out what the hell that is. Actually, yeah. First. You know, friendgame.report. It's actually it actually found it last year during Crimson Days because they added the a little tab of like who who you played the most Crimson Crimson Days matches with, but it'll also tell you like who you played the most various matches with overall, like who your best friends are in the game. So it's fun to see what you know what activities you play with who, and then oh oh yeah, you don't play PvP at all, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the, with all that being done, you know we're in a clan. Froggy has a clan. Everyone needs a clan. You've got a clan out there. Your clan needs more people. Tell us who this clan is. Tell them what you're looking for. Are you what console are you on? Are you playing on Stadia and trying to become lords of Stadia and try to go worlds first next time a raid comes out? You know, email the show at two titans at a hunter at hotmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, two titans underscore hunter, or just, you know, grab us in the street and say, Hey, I got a clan. Here's the deal. Give us the details. We'll give the good people the details. We want to share them with you because clans are fun. And if nothing else, uh, if you're having a bad week at work and don't have enough time to play, your clan can get you engrams for you. Let them do the work while you're not. Use the human shield mentality. It's a good strategy. And I will continue to beg for, you know, people leaving us reviews because. It's how people find the show. We like the show. You like the show. More people should like the show. So I would like to, you know, we had Squirrelock Holmes on last week and he was nice enough to leave us a review stars saying, it saved my marriage. I'm not even married, but if I were and that marriage were on the brink of destruction, this podcast would somehow save it. That's how good it is. And if you play Destiny, you should be listening to it anyways. So thank you, Squirrelock. I appreciate it. Also, we had a, where did this come from? Night Demon, is this a Twitter? Are you in the red? Uh, have you gone, oh, I've gone back to green. This is from Podbean. Okay. Oh, from Podbean. Yeah, I didn't recognize this, where the screenshot was. From old old school biker. Like having three pinnacle podcasters, each of a different element, and rolled at 60 plus to armor your ride into work. <laughs> Thanks for the effort. Very entertaining. <laughs> I I think that's the new tagline of the show. Three pinnacle podcasters, each of a different element, rolled at 60 plus. I mean, it's a mouthful, but I like it. That's amazing. Yeah. Hang on to that, and we'll use that as the intro for our next episode. Oh, there you go. Right? There we go. Ah, ah, ah. All right. Your, your Aeon Soul Swift and Safe is here to help you out. Wait, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to be on anything. <laughs> and uh, I think I think that's about it. We're about to about to you know close the show. Uh, Froggy, I know obviously you are Froggy on xbox and on pc or are you on xbox and xbox and pc or what what are you uh, on and which so which I social things xbox do you care about? a long time ago but all my stuff's like you know on xbox back when it was xbox and then a bit on 360 so way back okay so so you're on pc these days and you have a my my question to you is you know, do you have a clan you want to shout out and also what social things do you want me to mention or do you want to mention them uh sure so i i play with uh See if I can actually pronounce the the clan name here. We have a a bit of a meme in the clan of finding new and more exciting ways to mispronounce it. <laughs> it's uh, excellent. Autarkia, uh, uh, also known as Auto IKEA or uh, 
any of a number, I can like uh, send you how that's actually spelled because that would be lovely. Or, or would you like to have more people join your clan so they can you know be running a strike with you and then suddenly see you leave the map and then meet meet you with the boss? <laughs> yeah, we have like uh, all sorts of people in the clan. Like uh, I think we have one of the guys who's at uh, like max triumph score or like the highest uh, so far. We have like people who do like uh, solo raid encounters and lowmans and things like that and then there are the goofballs like me that just like do random nonsense and get out of the map and things like that and there's a few other people that enjoy doing that sort of stuff as well so it's a nice collection of people yeah that's awesome that's that's one of the fun things about having the clan is just you get exposed to so many weird random people and so much fun everybody everybody has their thing they do which is you know makes the world go round so, <clears throat> the Dandied Snail, a.k.a. Dandy, now since he's changed his name, here's a call out for you. No, he'll always day, be Dandied Snail. <laughs> always. Uh, the other day he was talking about how we don't play as much on PC as, as we used to and how, you know, we're, we're buds on PC or whatever and we only play with each other on PC and this and that and the other. I used that website that you told me about, the the Friend Game Report, and apparently Dandy is number one in almost every activity that I play as far as partners go. <laughs> oh, wow. But in the only ones that he gets beaten out, he gets beaten out by my son in overall, right? Because I play with my son more. Seems fair. And then Gadad in PvE. <laughs> 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 so it's it's my son, Gadad, and then the <laughs> <Danny>. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> all right. Look, look, Dandy. Look, you know, you, you know, you're my one true love. But you, you gotta, you gotta crank those numbers up because apparently, Gadad is moving in on your turf. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. And, and your Crimson doubles partner is in fact Night Demon. So I, I think you should take some time to rekindle your love this year. And uh, right, you know, I do like that. that... Run in, run into uh, Crimson Days together, <laughs> holding each other gently deep into the night as the bullets fly and the grenades come at you. Me and Demon will be Crimson Doubles partners. The Can't love wait. Oh, oh, yeah, and I guess the other other shout-out I do, of course, I uh, I post my various shenanigans to YouTube from time and again, so you can check you that also, out. If, uh, are you also Froggy Froggy 618157725 over there as well? Yeah. Yeah, I try, I try to keep it uh, mostly consistent, so it's easy to, uh, easy to find. If you haven't done your um, your uh, corridors of time lore or emblem yet i've been uh, helping people out on pc so i have like a uh, i can give you a link to the reddit thread for that too where uh nice. you post there and you aren't able to get back into it i can let you in sometime good guy frog oh, excellent. yeah guy. yeah if you want to throw that in throw that into the uh, discord we'll put that in the show notes for people on pc trying to get their get their lore done so they can have their books and be very pleased. And then when Bungie puts it back in the game and fixes it, they can read it and be very happy. Yeah. I think a uh, cheese forever called me Saint 13 over. <laughs> Excellent. Well, same Saint 13. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. Your Titans have been parody night demon and froggy six, one, eight, one, five, seven, seven, two, five. Your lone hunter this week is no one responds in real life. Also known as a man who remembers nothing. Woo woo. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. You can find the show on Facebook and Instagram as well. 
At Two Titans and a Hunter, you can join the Frozen Clan at join.frozen.party. That's Frozen with a zero. And if you like a sandwich, come have a space sandwich with us. You can find your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live or PC. Watch the show on YouTube. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are sold. Leave us a review. Glitch out of maps. Come tell us all the things you love about Destiny. And again, review the show. It helps people find it. It helps us love you more. And helps us make more shows. We've been doing this for a year. And everybody, say goodbye. Hi. Bye. Deuces. I have to edit the music. I have to make Respawn sing as I'm going to thoroughly enjoy this week. <laughs> I didn't do anything sing worthy. <laughs> oh, that's what you think. <laughs> there, Respawn, let me just what? say there was a beautiful song in there. What? No, oh. no, 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 no. This, this is some corridors of time, St. For- next level song crafting here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> which which I was not privy to before just a little bit ago, and it it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Wait, did y'all discuss something whenever I went quiet? No, not, not so much discuss something as uh, the plan was revealed to me as it was in the corridors of time. He PM'd you, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I I had I had no hand in this. It was just him telling me what he had already controlled, and the pieces were just falling into place. Whoa, 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 whoa! You'll just whoa, have to whoa. listen. You'll have to listen to the podcast. Maybe so, by Sunday I'll have so a. So you of- you knew what you were gonna make me sing before we talked before we had the podcast, and and yeah. I fell into the trap and and said all the things you were looking forward to me saying. Yeah. He Ron Burgundy, you real good. <laughs> he's he's only scrolling through now to find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear this is the truth. And I owe it all to you. Because I've had the time of my life. And I owe it all to you. I've been waiting for so long. Now I've finally found someone to stand by me. We saw the writing on the wall. And we felt this magical fantasy with passion in our eyes, there's no way we could disguise it secretly. So we'll just take each other hands, cause we seem to understand the urgency of. Just remember, you're the one thing I can't get enough of. So I'll tell you something. This could be a love because. But I've had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear this is the truth. And I owe it all to you. Hey, baby. With my body and soul, I want you more than you'll ever know. So, we'll just let it out. What, what, is this, what does this mean? I'm trying to read between the lines. I, I don't get it. But I've had the time of my life to know. I never felt like this before. Yeah, I swear this is the truth. And I owe it all to you. But I've had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear this is the truth. And I owe it all to you.
appreciate you so much.